Internet, I'm so happy to announce that we are doing a one-year live anniversary show in New York City. Listen, listen. We're doing it at that special place that we work so hard. The No. Okay. The We Work Soho location. It's an official tissue spot. And I'll tell you one thing. Internet, mark your calendars, May 4th, okay? 7 to 11, sponsored by UN Athletics. I'm telling you right now, listen, what we're doing is is going to be a bunch of special guests will be in the building. Expect the unexpected. A bunch of past guests will be in the building. Some free drinks going to be in the building. Snacks, beverages. Your baby mama might be in the building. Giveaways. We giving your baby mama away at the building. Here's how you get involved. You're from New York City. Even if you, you listen, come out. Even if you have to yeah, travel. Yeah, get on that China bus. Stop playing. Get on the plane. If you want to come celebrate with us and you loving what we doing, we want to meet you. And even if you a hater, come through so you can see us shining, 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 shining love. Internet, I want you to RSVP to this so we know who the fuck is coming. That's okay? right. We need to count. PPSRSVP at gmail.com. Again, that's PPSRSVP at gmail.com. That's easy. RSVP to the joint is May 4th, marketing account on 7 to 11 in New York City in the WeWork Soho location space. It's going to be official, and I want to see you there. Me too. We'll see. Well, you better come through. Don't be stunting now. You could come with your sweatpants, or maybe you want to wear a cat suit because you never know who's going to be in the building. You might be able to snag you a baller at this event, lady. So put your good hair on, and it's going down. Internet, ppsrsvp at gmail.com. RSVP to our live one year anniversary event. See you there. Cheer. Ow. Internet, this episode is sponsored by the College of Hip Hop. We've already been telling you about the College of Hip Hop app, and it's official. The interviews they have there uh, with different just industry people, man, just the contracts and just letting you know game. Listen, I always tell people keep an open mind, and I fuck with the College of Hip Hop for fucking with us. That's right. And I also fuck with them for creating something for people to check out. Listen, I've been told you, I'm going to tell you again, and people have been hitting me up, and I appreciate people hitting me up, and be like, yo, I fuck with this College of Hip Hop app. You know, because that's what it's about. It's about putting people on. Tell a friend to tell a friend. That's right. The College of Hip Hop app. It's free 99. Go download that shit today. Tell a friend to tell a friend. The game is to be sold and not told, but not in this case. In this case, you go right to your app store or your Play Store if you're playing yourself with an Android, and you get that app right now. Now let's get to the show. Cheer. Come on, everybody, get set, let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up, it's the Premium Pete Show. If you want to scoop in the low, down low. Listen to the show, cause Milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. Miss Listen, no. It's the Premium Pete Show. Streets Disciple, my rap's a trifle. Uh. I shoot thugs from my brain just like a rifle. Stampede the stage, I leave the microphone split. Play the toughy while I'm on some pretty tone shit. Yep. Verbal assassin, my architect pleases. When I was 12, I went to hell for snuffing Jesus. Whoops. Nasty Nas is a rebel to America. Police murderer, I'm causing hysteria. Uh. My troops roll up in a strange force. I've, I was trapped in the cage and let out by the main source. Bars. <laughs> yo, so, yo right, right, right off the bat, first of all, oh, first of all, Internet, Internet, welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show featuring Miss Listen Knows. Let, let me explain something to you. Yeah. Miss Listen Knows is uh, under the weather, so she is not coming with her original bars for her mixtape soon to be coming, Shit Must Be Easy, Volume 1. So we had a guest uh, cover 
by the one and only Daytron Thomas. But what listen, Daytron, I got to give you a better <laughs> that intro. That was like like historic though. We never hit heard uh-huh. Daytron <laughs> bars. I was like, trying. I love that joint. It's better when when Nas is with you, and, or when you got to be on your free. Like throw a beat on. Throw a beat throw on. Throw that beat on. <laughs> Let me ask you, we'll get into introducing you, but, yeah, yeah. but but why did you choose that song? Because that was the one that blew my mind. Mm. I blew my mind, man. That was 90, main source album, Live at the Barbecue. I remember being, at that at that time, I was in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. My, my um, stepdad was in the Air Force. So we were in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I was the only Brooklyn kid anywhere. Oh, so you were a military brat? Yeah, for like five years. Five mm-hmm. years. I, I was 11. I was already who I was. Right. I was 11. We went to Japan for three years, came home for like a month, and then we went to nice. New Mexico for a year and a half. And that album dropped while I was out there, and I was the ultimate hip-hop head. I was still the kid that was like getting stuff from my uncles and them. They would send it to me. I was selling Ewans out there. I was okay. doing all types. Shout out I was, to Ewans. Yeah, I, I had all types of hustles. But that particular verse was like, I was like, who is this guy? Nobody knew Nas back then. There was no social media to like prep you for some kid that's on this underground hip hop group's album. And they hear somebody go off like that. And then I started hearing like, yo, he like 16, 17. I'm like, what? He's like not that much older than me mm, at the right. time. I was like, I was bugging, yo. But you grew up in Brooklyn for the I most grew part. Grew up you in Brooklyn, say. yeah. So, so born and raised Kings County, Lincoln Place between Washington and Underhill. Talk about it. Back and forth between Best Stuy, Brevoit Projects, where my pops and my grandmother and my cousins, everybody. Every weekend I was there, and then during the week I was with my moms in in um in Crown Heights. It's really we've been saying Crown Heights forever, but it's really Prospect. Exactly, Heights. exactly. You know what I'm saying? So we was right around the corner from Brooklyn Museum. Um, my block was wow. Like my block was so wow. When you came before, when they had <laughs> Lincoln going the other way, when you came up Underhill, they had in graffiti, you are now entering the wild, wild west. Mm. And I remember, like, New York Times has said, like, this is crack kingdom, this mm. block. And we didn't know that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What were you doing outside at that time? Like, were you I was playing, playing Skelly, okay. playing playing ball on the block, you know, on the block, yep. freeze tag, doggy, doggy, diamond. You know, all sitting that. Sitting on the stoop. Sitting on the stoop, bugging out, arguing. What were the OGs doing uh, to you? They, they was definitely schooling us. I remember, like, when breakdancing and all that was really coming into play. And and dudes would just come on the block, extra fly, mass shell toes. And, you know, I'm a sneaker dude, so mm-hmm. I think about times of, like, by sneakers, the mm-hmm. leases and spot builts mm-hmm. and all that in the, in the felines. I'll never forget, uh, you know, um, I was talking with Sean Price, you know, yeah. may he rest in peace. Yes, indeed. Um, and he, you know, I mean, we all do. People who love sneakers do that, but I, we were going over sneakers with him. Uh-huh. I think it may have been on like an old episode. Me and Dallas had this podcast called Sneaker Fiends Unite. Yep, yep. And uh, Sean Price was on there. I think we were asking him, like, we're just running down, you know, sneaker brands. And every brand he named, like, he was like, Spot Bills. First time I went to court, you yeah. know, New Balance, like, yep. you know, uh, yep. f- first time I went for a job interview. I got that. Shit like that. I got know? those. And, I got and, those. And he remembers that. But I think that's just really the aesthetic of New York City growing up at that time. It had to be, man. Like, you know, especially like in the early 80s, man, because you, you, you start and, and going into the mid 80s, you start getting hip hop culture, you know, forming and it's a part of your life at this point. You know what I mean? And that's one of the things that I think a lot of the kids now, they they're growing up into it where we got to see it grow and we got into it you know what i mean and my my uncles on on my mom's side all djs 
pretty much, mm-hmm. you know. And so definitely in the music business. Um, well, they wasn't in the music business. They was just doing parties. But if, okay, yeah, you if, know what I'm saying. Like they would like every had Friday, a love for music, uh, super love from my mom to my grandmother. But my uncles was DJs, and this was back in the day when you went to somebody's crib. Crates of records was mm, part of mm. like furniture. Right. That was like the that was the makeup. Like what what records you got? What records you got? I mean, we had hundreds of records to the point where we was just putting shit on it. You know, and on the crates, mad milk crates. We find one, be like, oh, this is gonna. And that's be when good. you couldn't walk too hard on the floor. Nope. It might make you skip. Yeah, I remember my mom be like, don't don't move. do it, don't do it. You gotta be easy. I'm about to start mixing. Yep. You know, you know one thing. Um, in this in in in, in these episodes, we always sometimes like we don't stay in in, in order. Yeah. So, but I do want to say cool this. With it. You grew, yeah. you grew up in Brooklyn. You yep. grew up on a block that was super rugged. Yeah. How the fuck are you such a nice guy? Yo, and man. The, and the reason why I say yeah. that for is because, you know, for a while, too, like, I forgot who said this. Maybe it was Casanova. Mm-hmm. But, like, you grow up and I forgot how he said it. He, he said something about, like, why did he rob people? You say he was just jealous or some Yo, shit. Or it, he was mad or he's... Because, you know, we see in Brooklyn, I feel like, a lot of us, and I'm sure other states could, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, you know, maybe um, relate to this. But I feel like our OGs, you know, we wanted to be like them. They they stunted, you yeah. know, like and yeah. and, and you we know, had the, we had the hot boys on the block. Mm-hmm. It was it was like and you, that. did you glorify them? Like did, did you want to be like that when Hell you grew up? Yeah, I wanted to be like my older cousin. Yo, this is so crazy. You bring that up, man. I think about my older cousin, um, Ronald. He's been he's been locked up since '92. Damn. You know, and I'm supposed to go see him like <laughs> this last week, and then something came up for me, and then I was supposed to come see him this week. Something came up, and I'm thinking like, how does he? He's so proud of me. How does he feel when what he's proud of me for delays me from getting to see him? Mm. Damn. You know what I mean? And like, like shit like that. And he was one. Of, he was the main one that I remember one time. My uncle was like, "Y'all out here break dancing and all this shit." There ain't no money. They ain't. This is a fad. Disco is gonna take. We was, and I remember my my cousin Ron was like, "Hip hop gonna be here forever. This how we gonna make our money. This is we making money right now. We out here. I was and I never. He was older. He was the man. Everybody respected him. And for him to say that and and me be so young, I must have been like seven or eight at that time. Mm. In my head, it was like, "Yo, Ron said we could make money from hip hop." So and and you believed in that. I, but because he was the one that everybody followed. He sure, was the one that sure. everybody so believed. So he spoke the gospel. So when he said that, I was like, it was no doubt in my mind that that couldn't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when you think about people that glorify things or or a negative aspect of life, you also think about how that person is, is a positive influence as well. You know, um, because of whatever negative thing happened. You know what I mean? And when, when I, I start thinking about it, I'm like, damn, man, that's crazy. Like, he helped get my mind wired for something else. You Did know? he keep you out of trouble, too? He was the one that was like, yo, day, chill. Um, and my cousin Junebug, who, after Ron went up, like, he was the one that was with me all the time, picked me up from school. We, we go back so far, we used to race bottle tops, and in, in the, the pump used to go down the block, and... Whoever whoever top reached the corner in the water mm-hmm. next to the gutter <laughs> got the you got to watch the cartoon you wanted to watch. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. That's how we used to play bugged out stuff like that. What cartoon you, when you won? Oh, I was, I was straight up and down GI Joes and Thundercats. Okay, nice, nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was bugged out with it, but you know, like 
like memories like that come up when I think about being home and all of that. And then when I was in Japan, to to go to your question about being nice, <clears throat> I wasn't I wasn't all that nice leaving from. I mean, you got to think about Brooklyn, hardcore Brooklyn sure, sure. in the eighties. This is this is eighty six, going to beautiful Cherry Blossom Air Force Base, Yokota, Japan. Like it, the the culture shock was so much more was, was so crazy going there than when I was coming home. Right, because mm. it was worse when I came home in eighty nine. I, I looked around like, what the fuck? Have, crack had just decimated. You went from everything. You went from a pizza bagel to a fucking Yo, sushi roll. It was it was crazy. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But being out in Japan, you got to learn the culture of respect for one another. Mm. You know what I mean? Being humble, uh, understanding your greatness is within you. Right. Um, being uh, being blessed by what's around you, all right. So the culture is kind of infused in you like that. So it kind of make it gives you a different thing. If you need to go into beast mode and you have that in you, cool. But you don't have to be on it a hundred times a day like you have to be in this, in the city. That that had to benefit you because you know I'll be honest with you. The reason why I brought that up for mm-hmm. is because you know I know you for a minute and yep. you've been around in the, yep. in this industry in this game for a long time. You're well respected by a lot of people. Appreciate that. No, I mean I'm I'm a lot what I see. Mm-hmm. And you're just a good dude. I appreciate it. Like, you know, it, you're not like, you know, like, you know, sometimes people are just jerk offs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we like, know like, them all. Maybe sometimes I'm a jerk off. No, Yo, but that's, I don't mean most of the lot of people is, makeups, man. No, but what I mean by that is 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 you I think one of the hardest things to figure out, and even for me, is learn like when Jay said, I'll show you how to move in a room full of vultures. Mm, mm. I tell people all the time not to take things too personal. That's because real. what happens is, you know, uh, you lose things from that. You can lose relationships, opportunities. Oh, and I'm saying that because I've done that. Yep. Because I'm one of them broken guys. What the fuck? Are you trying to abuse me? You yeah. can't bring street shit into this shit all the it's time. So, and that was the thing. That was the thing about me getting into this. It was like, this is a this is an entertainment game at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. The street stuff is going to be the street stuff. I've seen and witnessed and been involved, like, with real problems. Somebody not showing up for a photo shoot or saying something slick on whatever, that's not a real beef. It's, right. it's so not. I've Like, real shit is real shit. There's only been a couple of times where I thought in this game, I've been doing this for 20 years now officially. Mm-hmm. This year makes it official Congrats. 20. Thank you. There's been a couple of times where I thought it was like, all right, this is real shit. Less than the fingers on my right hand. But even the artists you've dealt with, think about it. How many artists you have dealt with? Oh, my God. That, that think you're a good dude. It's not easy, too, because if you're not going to write something up well mm-hmm. about a person, if you're not going to give them the right coverage, if you're not going to help them, kind of some people are like, fuck you, Daechuan. Yeah, and like, you got you to gotta live with that. Everybody's not going to be happy with the fact that you say, like, yo, the album is and all that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Have um, you had any, uh, you know, yeah, not, not cause any problems? I've had those. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But when I say something that could turn into realness, like real realness, that doesn't mean that I haven't had my full-on share of dumbass drama mm. you know what i mean like mm. shit that you look at now and laugh at but when it when it was going on you was like this is some dumbass shit wish i could smack the shit out of somebody <laughs> you know what i'm saying what, like what, what could be some <laughs> advice that you give people to get through some drama in the music industry i, I would say like you said do not take it personal mm-hmm. under one of the things that helps keep me grounded within this and i had to deal with it just this past weekend in la um i try to think about why the other person is acting this way and if I can't come up with a reason that's within my vision, then I'm like, that's their issue. 
So let me not go into their bag and try to figure out their bag. If it's not laid out in front of me where it's like, oh, day, you did this right. or this situation happened, then I don't go into it looking at them as the, the most evil person. I'm like, yo, they, they going through something. So let me defuse it. I'm the one that jumps on the grenades. If I don't do that, then everything blows up because right. yeah. I know I'm strong enough to take the power of the grenade. If I'm able to jump on it and I survive, then I did my job. That's shit. how I look at it. Shit, I like that, man. Something I, I notice about like some of the veterans, like I feel like back in the day, people were more honest about their opinions in certain oh, projects. No but doubt. I feel like now people step on like eggshells and are afraid to um, really speak out. And even more so like the vets because they want to maintain certain relationships with these new artists mm-hmm. or stay relevant in these young younger generations. Like, how do you keep from doing that? Or do you even have times where you feel like you do do it? I think there's a there's a balance. Right. There's there's a time when. You know, you don't have to. It's funny. I look at some of the things on social. You don't have to say the most negative thing about things that's obviously negative. You know, it's it's a little bit easier. Sometimes I, I look at the people that are the most um, critical right. on projects. They like to go for the easy, the, the low hanging fruit that's negative. It's like, oh, little Yachty. It's like it's so easy to pick at them. Right. Get at. I, I want to see you be critical on Nas or be critical on somebody that's done greatness and you know it's not up to that level you're going after these these kids that's trying to find a way that's that's real easy that's true you know and then when you try to look at how critical they they are within whatever field or whatever artist it's not even detailed enough for you to be like oh that's that's a you know um a quality assertion right you know what i mean so i a lot of times i look at some of the negative stuff is like you corny too you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you corny too because you're not even picking something that's making you actually critique. Right. You know, and a lot of people just ride ride, ride waves. You know what I mean? Oh, everybody don't like this person? I'm going to do that. I go by what I like regardless of anybody fucking with it or not. Yeah, well, that's the I think that's the exact way to be. You know, I want to definitely, um, I want to take this into um, an evolving point because uh-huh. I feel like you've been able to evolve. But before yeah. we even go there. Right. We didn't people gotta really, tell him who he is. Yeah, I, I mean, we did say we <laughs> did say who, really. we did say who the cover is. Anyway, the people the people that know that know they know. Once yeah. you said Daytuan Thomas, mm-hmm. but for like the newbies, the mm-hmm. internet. Well, what's the AK? Day, how many AKs you have? Day dog. Day dog. Just mainly day dog. I like day, to call him DT. I like to call him Rich Homie Twan. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. a new one. Okay, but um, and, yeah. Well, listen, good guy. You know, um, appreciate that, bro. Editor in chief. Of a lot of things. Now yeah, Vibe, Vibe yeah, started Vibe, at Vibe. He's back at Vibe. Mm-hmm, started mm-hmm. as an intern for Vibe. Yes, All the like a quarter. Yeah, you made that phone that call. <laughs> re- re- that? Listen, revolving door. We'll get to all yeah. that. But listen, internet's Daytron Thomas Yo, in the fucking it. building. Yeah. How are we giving an intro later on? Yo, that's dope, man. No, because like it's that. like a lifetime movie. You gotta yeah. take them back before you can take them forward. <laughs> Where the credits still be going yeah. like twenty minutes later. I agree. <laughs> you know this lifetime movie that start at the murder and then they go back I feel and introduce what happened. Uh, I agree. I He's been killing it, so we on the murder scene already. There, there, there we go. Yes, you know, indeed. but you know, let's get to uh, evolving. Yeah. Many people who are in the business for twenty years. Mm-hmm. Don't always evolve, right? And I mean, re- reason why I mean, you know, they're stuck in the past. Yeah, you, know, you think about even like you know people like our parents. Mm-hmm. You know, they may think that you know getting a job, nine to five, you know, twenty five years, put get a pension, retire, mm-hmm. get on Social Security, and die. That's it. You know, now 
our age is looking at our kids and maybe if they don't want to go to college, understanding that they may become an entrepreneur. Right. They may try to open up an app. Yep. They may try to whatever. We're more open. We're not yeah, that dream, judgmental. That dream is realized now because of social media and the internet and digital revolution. You're able to see that. A lot of times when we were coming up, like in the 90s, you know, approaching the 2000s, you know, we could almost see this time, but it wasn't all the way here yet. Exactly. You know what I'm exactly. saying? But not everybody trusted it, everybody too. Everybody didn't trust it, man. You had to jump out with that, with that parachute that had that might have had a hole in it. Exactly. There's still people <laughs> who live like that. You know, listen, I have a friend my age. I'm going to tell you a story. I have a friend my age. Yep, yep. Exactly. I mean, I grew up with him. Yep. Friends 35, 30-something 30 years, 30-plus yep. years. He is the total opposite of me. Uh-huh. What I mean by that, I was like, yo, um, I'm like, um, I think I had, he had bought me something. So I said, yo, I want to send you money. Download this cash app. Wow. You ever heard of the cash, cash app? app? He's like, I don't trust it. I'm like, there's nothing to not trust. What are you yeah. talking about? You put your debit card in and it will go right there and you can put good. it in your bank account. But he doesn't trust it. But she's like, I don't want. Debit, you got a debit card. You got to, you had to trust I something. know, but that took a long time to get that. <laughs> right, right. Like, what I mean is he thinks like he doesn't. You know, you know what I mean. I mean, look, they're not early adapters. I, I've been listening to Gary V. You know, yeah, I love yeah, Gary V. Yeah, yeah. He, he just liked the tweet of mine. I, was, I shouted him out. And I was like, all right, yeah, okay, you know. okay. He's but trying to come up he, to vibe. Yeah, exactly. The um the early adapters, man. Those are the ones that win. People that go ahead and look at um some kind of technology or innovation it doesn't even have to be digital it could be something with cars sure, or whatever right. and they see like there's opportunity here i don't know exactly what this is but i'm going to go ahead and mine it and see where i get in right. sure. and that's why now you got all these apps and everything and you see like the investors for like you know troy carter investor for this that and the third and gary investor for this nas investor for right. this yeah, yeah. sweet and chick all, he all does that, that yeah early adapters and 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 you you really gotta it's it's risk versus reward, man. Right. You gotta mm. be like, yo, do I that is that what I want? Let me take the risk. You know what I mean? Yeah, like something that Gary V said to me, and I was like, it's gonna stick with me forever. Was you gotta like wake up and try to put yourself out of business every day. Every day, mm. I remember mm. my man, my man that had he just started. Um, well, he didn't just start it, but it's called Ozzy. Um, Ozzy.com, I was working with them for a little bit. And Steve Jobs' wife, uh, Lorraine Jobs, uh, she's one of the founders with my man Carlos Watson. And when he was putting the whole team together out there in, in Silicon Valley, he was like, every day we have to think like the brand that's coming after us. Mm. Mm. Every day. I agree with that. The brand that's coming after us is happening. Right. We don't know yeah. them, so we got to think like them. Right. Got, and and got to stay open-minded. Oh, so that, that goes to my question. How did you mm-hmm. stay open-minded to evolve? Because yeah. you could have, look, we're from, you're from the old school. You could have got stuck. Easy. At, how, how did you evolve? I, yo, man, I'll tell everybody, as crazy as it was, and when you think about it, the fact that my mom was like, yeah, we're going to go to Japan, that just opened my whole world up automatically the only place i was really traveling back then was like south carolina you know different summers here and there and um you know my grandmother down there instilled crazy values into me but being able to see the world right from japan we used to take a flight for ten dollars we used to go to seoul korea and get like dapper dance suits made mm. with like you know gucci i was coming back with gucci suits and Fendi suits right. and all that. Straight like from cra- the source. Straight from the source. I'm walking the street. As a 12-year-old, I'm walking the streets with my men 
walking around getting swatches and telling them how I want my cut and stuff. And my mom's from Brooklyn, and she was letting me rock. My mm. mom's was Shout yo, some mom. My mom's now, now, gangster, man. She let me rock. Like, yo, go ahead and explore the world. You grew up with uh, mom and dad, or they were separated? Nah, they were separated. They were separated from when, urban, I, oh, yeah, okay. when I was a baby. So, okay. um, But my dad was with us for a little bit. And then now me and my dad are best friends. Okay. Best friends. I was always with him on the weekends and stuff like that. He holds all good types dude. of super good dude. If you think I'm a good dude, he's the greatest. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine yo, that. Yo, I can't he's imagine the greatest. That. He's the greatest because he's a really good guy. So good guy and mom was down to earth. My mom's is a gangster. That's though. a representation. <laughs> my mom's favorite. If, you, if we call her right now and you ask my mom who's her favorite group, she'll say Mob Deep. And you'll be like, <laughs> what's your favorite song? Getaway. That's okay. my stuff. Yo, okay. that's her. That's, that's my, my mom. So my, my mom and my dad are like polar opposites on on that accord. My pops wouldn't even know what group would be. He'd be like, "Who? Stylistics? Man, like, what you talking pops about?" Pops is listening to Billy D. Williams. Yeah, that's that's he from that era. Like, you know listen, what I mean? Ain't he from that that era. But my mom's is on it like this. Like, yo, little Yachty new joined us. high. you ain't here yet. That's my mom. That's what you from. <laughs> yeah, that's where I get that from. So, so you're you're saying that. Having a chance to travel young at an early age, that and his mom, up. his mom being so open to like you know mm-hmm. grooming his and wet, brilliance, wet him be, yep. wet you don't want to dim yeah. those lights. Yo, so you're saying that helped you have an open mind? Oh, no question. That that opened up me being able to have the antenna to pick up frequencies from people. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds crazy. Like whenever Erica Badu be talking that stuff and be sending little like little sounds and stuff, I be like, yo, I'm tuned in. It's like <laughs> you are you on that level. You know what I'm saying? Be like, yo, I'm on that level. But being out there, I was able to meet people from so many different cultures. I mean, you had people that were Taiwanese and German. You know, because their families went so many different places and they met right. their wives and in all these culture clashes were happening and I learned a lot so it let me know that oh it's more than the block I know it sounds cliche but it's way more than the block but it's needed it's needed needed, listen listen my daughter I tell her all the time she Mm -hmm. lives in Brooklyn okay that's where I grew up I lived in Brooklyn all my life until I moved to Jersey you know uh, when I met my lady and had a kid yeah you know I tell her all the time you don't want to just be a Brooklyn girl get off the fucking block what are you going to do for the summer let's go you know like you know because I think that you know, it's funny, too, because I remember a long time ago mm-hmm. um, when we sat down with um, RZA. Okay. He explained um, that he benefited his uncle. Uh, you know, he grew up where he grew up, you know, it was rough, rugged. You know what I mean? Yeah. He said his uncle used to he used to have an uncle like in Florida or something, and they used to go there every summer. Yeah. That helped him oh, no question. be who he is today. He credits that. And, and, and listen, I'm so glad that you brought that up because— yeah. You know, I can't wait to do that with my son as he gets older. And what I mean by that is I think you you, you should let your kids travel at a, a young age on mm-hmm. these programs at school. I'm scared. No, no, I don't, my, my daughter's fresh going air to, front, I'm scared. She's going, okay. she's going on her uh, college tour in like another week. Well, that's old enough. He yeah, but, that's, yeah like, but she's 16. But at the same time, it's like a lot of kids don't even get to do stuff like that until – after they're in school True. or right. you know what I mean or they're like yo you know what I ain't even gonna go to school I'm just gonna work and then that delays them from being able to go and travel even right. more so it's like yo as, as young as you can you know just get away a little bit sure, she, he trying to get me to send Brielle uh-huh. to um like a sleepaway camp for the summer I'm like she uh, is gonna be wh- eight I can't do it uh, and she got a sassy mouth I just know they gonna do some she's things not to in, she's, she's gonna be in a sunken she's place she's not the only no, one in there no she wouldn't and what, what can happen is that can open her 
to other things as well. You know what I'm saying? Oh. I want to explain to you why. I want to explain to you why. And 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 this is th- th- this is the reason why I'm explaining to you why I believe in this. And I wish I would have been able to do it with my daughter, but it was hard to do it because you know you being mother? separated, me and her mother yeah. didn't see the same eye to eye. Right. I'm right. explaining to you. Not everyone is like this, but I want to give you my experience. Yeah. And what I think hurt me. My mother is a great person. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, I feel like they don't make people like her anymore. It's a different breed, man. But she wasn't <laughs> good for me in certain in certain th- points I'm going to try to make to you. Yep. She was so good that it didn't give me independence until late. Like, my yeah. mother, like, you know, i never forget. When I got divorced, I had to go back home. Yeah. Because I was, you know, I was, I, it was unexpected. I didn't know, you know, I, I had to go back home to get back on my feet. Yeah. When I went back home. This fucking lady was like, you want pasta tonight, chicken cutlet, eggplant parmesan? Yeah. I, I did your laundry. You know, I was yeah, like, what the fuck? Your is still the same. I, I was like, yo, I'm never leaving. I'm not leaving, <laughs> but, but the point I'm trying to make is I did that a little bit with my daughter, too. Yeah. And I love her. And my mother loves me. Yeah. But if you love your kids, and this is for you, missus, if you love them, set them free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let, mm-hmm. Let, let them find their way. Like, you know... I'll be honest with you. One of my biggest problems and why I thought I had so many issues, I took too long to grow up. Mm. I didn't grow up until mm. I was in my 30s. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know, if you make a kid, like, my lady is totally different than me. Right. She grew up at a very, very young age. Yep, same here. You know? Same She's here. a Leo, so we we a little more No, mature. but what I'm saying <laughs> is, you know, learn learn how to be independent. You know, I was talking with Daechuan uh, mm-hmm. um, off air about how when I grew up, especially when I was in the areas of, like, the Italian guys, where I felt I was I glamorized the gangsters. Right. But if you really think about it, if you know what gangsters are, they don't fucking put any money in the bank. Right. They don't do their taxes. What else did I say? They 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 they, uh, they don't have anything under their name. Right. So you're not really building your credit. So who are we fucking looking up to? I'm, I'm, John I'm speaking, Doe. No, but what I'm trying to say is is, you know, you give yourself a chance to see more. You know, listen, I love yeah. being from New York. Wherever I go, I that's got why that. I like my son because he was saying stuff like to the to mm-hmm. that effect as, as well. Like how you saying God blessing all the trap niggas? Like maybe you don't know the same trap niggas that, that they know. know. Like yeah. they're not winning. Like yeah, they're not my blessed. Son. My yeah, son he was a, going off. He was going off man. all weekend. I am here for him. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. but I don't want to get lost. Where the fuck I, I started going to one of my ranches. <laughs> yes, but but um, can we get into his marriage business? No, no, no. I want to go back to. <laughs> Hold on, I know where I'm going. I know uh, where I'm going. Hi. Let's go back to um well we spoke about evolving. Yep. We spoke about where um you know basically you you know being a military brat I call mm-hmm. and I'll tell you one thing, shots mm-hmm. to all the military brats worldwide yeah, because I feel Is like, like being called that? No, I think that's I mean what it's called. like a badge okay? of honor in a way. Okay. You know what I mean? I I wasn't some of them are lifelong, like they, they were born into it. I came into it. I was already eleven. By the time right. you know it happened, and I was out by the time I was fifteen, okay, you know, uh, sixteen, yeah, fifteen, sixteen. I was, I was out. We was back in Brooklyn, back on the block in ninety one. Did you fresh. already love writing while you were out there? Like, were Definitely. you already tapping into that? Definitely, I was in there writing little raps. You know, um, it was, it was dope. Like, I had always loved reading, though. I was always picking up, you know, in Japan, they got the mm-hmm. Japanese, mm-hmm. you know, the anime and all that, comic uh, books and all. all that. You speak yeah. Japanese? I wish I kept it. Konnichiwa. Okay, I can't. Konnichiwa. Ohio Hide them all. All that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but we used to have to study it and all that, but I ain't keep up with it. Dang. I wish I did. That would have been hot. I know. I, that that would have been hot. My homegirl, she got me a workbook. My, my man, A-wife, um, Rochelle. Rochelle, I know I got to do that workbook. 
joint. But she got me to work, but like, yo, work on it. Yeah, that would be good. Maybe it's like riding a bike and just get right back on it. Get back on it. I wish I could. Because we lived off base out in Yokota, which is crazy. Mm. No one did their whole three years off base but me. In my family, and that, that's luxury. Right? Yeah. Well, on base is luxury. Yeah, off, yeah. off base. Oh, okay, we, I, thought, I thought the off base was like. Okay, you're right. You're right. I don't on know. base is it the houses, wild. right? Yeah, it's the houses. Mm-hmm. But I was on base a lot. But it was weird, and it was almost like, oh, uh, you live in the projects. That's how I mm. felt just now when you said it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. You see. So imagine having that. I was that kid, even though out there I was still a project kid. Right. I was like, because we had it was a project. It was this. This place called um, Caesar's Palace, and it was six floors. It was re- it was hood, and everybody stayed there for a short amount of time until you get called on to go on base. Right. Every three four months, my mom and my stepdad would go and check the list, and we was always getting bumped down because someone more senior was jumping Dang. in, mm-hmm. and that was his first. That was his first base anything. Right. So it was wild to be the project kid. In Japan, that's crazy. All the way out there, and after a while, I just got used to being being that and staying on base with my friends and stuff like that. But then when we went to New Mexico, I was on base. That was a Kirkland Air Force base. You know, so many reason why I uh, keep on appreciating military brats is I feel like mm-hmm. um, most of any like I would say all of the ones I met, yeah, super creative. Oh no, I, I mean, man. I mean, super talented, super creative, and you know, again, um, that's why I say. Let your kids, you know, travel uh, with the schools. Schools have things where they go away to Italy sometimes. Yeah, you know, yeah. you don't have to pay so much money. But you right. know, a little bit. I, I, I listen when my son comes around and that happens. I'm gonna let him do it because I feel like us New York people, right? Yeah, we're so tough the way we talk. Like, I, listen, I remember being like, you know, talking with people. We talk so like our mouths are crazy. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what I mean is we haven't even been to any places really. Yeah. A lot of us haven't been off the block. But it's because New York is such a melting pot. Mm-hmm. You could go to Manhattan being little Italy. You go to Chinatown. Yeah, like they got even they even I, recently I saw a little Brazil block. I was like, this is what? little Brazil? Yeah, it's something like little Brazil. So, you know, you already feel like you're in an international yeah. right. you know You're right, you're right, right. But I didn't look at it like that. You're yeah, right. but but then when you actually go to the places that we're mimicking and you realize, yeah. like, oh, this is Italy? I went to Milan, like, yo, this is the Duomo. This is way different than being on Mott Street somewhere. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's better than Bertos. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. And when once I got into the game, even after, you know, being in Japan and stuff, I always, I got to travel. I got to be out. Mm. You know what I mean? And I've gone all over the world because of my, you know, openness at a young age to, to travel. Yeah. And internationally, that was the other thing. Passport right. stamp, young Yo, huh? my my passport was crazy. Woo! I'm jelly. What up, ho? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was speaking to kids, and uh, you know, you, you have uh, how many kids you have? Three girls. Okay, and the oldest yeah, one, the is, oldest, 16, 14, okay, 16. and ten. My daughter, uh, you know, um, turned seventeen last week. Nice, know? happy and, birthday, and thank princess. you, thank you. You know, and and it's. It, it, I feel like an old person or a uh, young you old are. person. <laughs> you old. You old. No, I'm young. I'm old. Okay, I'm <laughs> old. No, but you know, you know, you know what? Um, speaking of music, speaking of hip hop, speaking yep. of uh, of giving them opportunities to be set free and and do what we didn't get to do because mm-hmm. every parent should want to do that. You want to give to your kids what you weren't able to do. No doubt. When did you start listening to hip hop with your kids? 
Right? Oh, wow. And what did you let them listen to? Because let me tell you something. That's a big... It's a huge thing. It, it's a big thing because, do you, you know, do you have to put the clean version you on? I, I fight. I fight with them. I fight with them on that. Um, the oldest, she's 16. She's mm-hmm. she's a junior. Mm-hmm. I'm, we're not hiding anything. Right. And what's crazy is some of the crazier things, like a future or whatever, that sparks conversation with us. And it also is kind of crazy. I, I don't know how other people are doing it, but it opens a conversation for me to have that drug talk with her. Mm. And be so like, it gives yo. you a segue. It's a segue you're a lot so of times. Smart. You know what I'm what? saying? It's like, yo, so wait a minute, wait a minute. So y'all dancing, because even like some of the dances that they do, like for cheer and all that stuff, it's to these songs. It's like, yo, you know what that is? Or like, what are, are kids Mass talking off. about this? Mask yeah, yeah, like, yo, Percocet. Yeah, Molly yeah. Percocet. It's like, yo, what the hell? And then, you know, we end up having these conversations. And this is actually as of late. Because every time we get in the car, if something like that is on, I'm like, yo, the clean version, y'all. Right. What are you doing? What are you doing? My you daughter's I mean? father today had on all of the dirty versions. And he put on bad and bougie. Like I, I was just sad. I was. But my sad. kid, I, I mean, it. there's there's no way that they're not hearing it. You know what I'm saying? They have their own phones. They got you know all yeah. all of that's happening. They know how I feel about it. But at the same time, we talking. When I was that age, my mom wasn't like parental advisory. You can't listen to that. Right. I don't think my mom ever once told me I couldn't listen to something crazy. And she was buying me hip hop records, but mm-hmm. they weren't as vulgar back then. You know what I mean? Like now, it's just out of yeah, control. Like YouTube little. crazy. That yeah. stuff we put Bust blocks nut, on. My yeah, dick. exactly. Like and, and then you're like, oh, hey, oh, oh. Yeah, they were fighting the powers before they were using the music to exactly. do something or, to say something. Although, although, if you know, not too long. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but it was long ago. Even like something, look at something like Uchi Wally. Uchi Wally know? was crazy, but you know, I, put I it think, in your mouth, Akinelli. Yeah. That's straight direct. Uchi Wally is is still a little like yeah. a little bit of mystery where he's talking about it a little bit, maybe not on the uncensored version, but yeah, the clean version got you yeah, confused. Yeah, you'd be like, what? But now on the radio, if I'm driving them to school, it's something crazy. Like, you know, sex with me would come on. I'm like, whoa, sex with me. She's not cursing. So amazing. She's not cursing. But, My daughter asked me if that was a bad word. I told her yes. But but think, <laughs> but yeah, but like when, like if you say the word sex, it's it's not a curse word. That's and a curse. It's not it's not a curse word. It's a it's an actual act. And then it's on the radio, and they're not censoring it. So then it's like, oh, it's okay. So now you're like, oh, you, you can't hear this. Right. We're turning from and, that. And and keep in mind, we're in a day and age where Sirius is going to play straight up whatever the thing is. It may yeah. not just be radio yeah, where it's clean cut. Yeah. You know, because I'll tell you one thing. Being a parent has helped me, uh, um, I think, like have like a just a, a bigger mindset. Right. Because, you know, it's like we sit here and we think of like even something like uh, uh, Akineli. You know, oh, like I remember, I remember, I remember out, being in a club oh, and gosh. girls are just turning to the left and turning to the right, and they just like put it in my mouth, and I was like, "Yo, I hated that song. now when I hear that shit, I'm like, yo, if I, my, I see my daughter doing that shit, I'll smack the shit out yeah, of her." I hated yeah, that song. Yeah, that, but then again, you can't control what they they're not going to play that in front of you. No, but no, they're going to definitely no. hear it. It's almost like it's almost like that's why you know what that's why, and 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 I always give credit to Clark Kent, yeah, um, because when my daughter starts to get older. I asked him for some advice, and we sat down, and he had told me, like, yo, keep it 100 with her. Yep. And I always, I mentioned this a lot, like, and, and, and I told her everything, about everything from condoms. I even went as far as telling her how guys like to get away with wearing a condom by saying, let me just put the tip in. Yeah. 
And that you was have, the have, weirdest you have, conversation. You told your daughter the tip conversation? Yes. That's, that's, that's real. Recently, that was, right? Last year? Like yeah, no, 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 no. This was about like two years ago. Yeah, yeah, you're right. About two, okay. about yeah, two years ago. 16, 17. Okay, that's old enough. About two years ago. But that was so awkward to have. You got to do it, though. Mm-hmm. I, I had a similar one mm-hmm. not too long ago, like maybe a couple of weeks ago, because we start to see the uptake of like young boys liking your daughter. You know what I mean? She just had she a She got sweet, a gram? Uh, yeah, she got a gram, but she, like she don't even, it? nah, like, she don't even really be on it. I, I, and I'm like, yo, wait a minute, her snap is the other thing. Yeah, yeah, oh. see. You know, it's really <laughs> It's more than 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's that's the, the cover. That's the, the cover. The it's like, oh, that's for dad. And yeah. then, you know, the family try to throw everybody off, you know what I mean? But <laughs> she think we crazy. But at the same time, you're a junior in high school. I know what I was doing as a junior in high school. You know what I'm saying? You got to be realistic and you got to be like, all right, look. I want you to have all the knowledge that you can about how boys are and what goes down and make sure that you're cognizant when someone's trying mm. to game you. Word of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be up on that. So those kind of conversations are definitely difficult, but you have to have them. Because especially if, if you're there, that you want them to know that they can come to you too. And they're not going to always come to you. But you got to leave the door open for them to do that. Like Brielle mm. asked me yesterday about babies and I said oh you know when you a grown up and then you have the baby she said but wait a minute don't teenagers Yo, have babies smarter, and I man. was like yes listen this is your daughter you know how you are <laughs> and she's like what she- does that mean I said that they mother's bad yo you have <laughs> yo, you be feeling you be f- you be filling her with all the wrong things, at, yo, but meaning yo, well. Yo. Yo, but honestly, this is, I, I love, I'll be honest with you, I love having these conversations. Yeah. It's good for the internet to, to hear because, um, you know. It's Carvo on their side. Well, also because, yeah. you know, we need, you know, like, it's always good to get advice from all people. And especially people who have their mind in the right state. Yeah. You know, and I think that, you know, there's no booklet to be a mom or a dad. There's no manual. No, nah. we just follow our or hearts. Or to be in love. Or yeah. to yeah. help. Yeah. And you guys are in love. You're married. You about uh-huh. to get married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you do it in this industry? How do, is your wife in nah. industry? No, right? Mm-mm. She like nah. a nurse? She's, no, nah, no nurse. She's just not like doing the industry thing. You know what I'm saying? She's like, nah, she works. Um, do you think you would be able to have been together so long had she been in the industry? Um, I I seriously doubt it. Daytron was the editor in chief yeah. of King Magazine. Yeah. He got all he his woes out of his yeah. fucking. He created that one. <laughs> but you know what's so funny about that? Like when it, whenever this conversation comes up about King and everything, and my wife, like she used to help me pick some of the girls. And at at one point, I was like, kinda, Oh, so you were with your wife when you had when you did that? Yeah, yeah. And you are together. a good dude. Yeah, man. you so, are a good dude. Because wild. I'll be honest with you, I would have I, I would have gone I would have gone single for that time Real. being. You know what I mean? Just just to be like, just be like, like yo, we need a break. While like, we well, doing this publication, <laughs> we like, need we need some time blue, off. Blue, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Because you know what? I always like you know. I, I, I've always stayed faithful to the girls that I want to be with and, and right. stay with and, and build with. But more importantly, I've always had a dream to be like one of those interviewers at like a stripper club, you know? <laughs> like, oh, you like could... so, so I was just sit there like, uh, yeah, how you doing? Um, all right, uh, let me see what you got. All right, right, right. All right. All right, yeah, come here for a second. Let me see. You you want to go work tonight? You know, like just like so. So being in like something like the King magazine. Yo, that used to be our casting, our casting joints. They, they used to come through. We used to look at the girls, be like, "All right, cool, she's the one." We had them all over the country. Yo. Do you think that things like that are mm-hmm. like things that would be like a problem now? Like meaning, like think about it. Like mm-hmm. when people say, like, I forgot who said this. Uh, it's like a restaurant. The guy, I, I, I never forget this guy was like. Uh, 
talking to me about like hiring people. He didn't even know I had a daughter. He didn't know me that well. But he's uh-huh. like, I like to get waitresses with big tits. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and I was like, uh, you know, and he's like, yeah, if you know anybody who, who wants it, I'm like, and I was like, I understand what you're saying, but I was he like, had a look. yeah, but he had a look it, like there, certain certain people and, and not to cut you, but I'm just saying that was his criteria because he knew something about his customers. Mm. Or the kind of customers he wanted, mm. or if, if he might just like titties, he daddy. might just he might they just might want not be that. The it, it might it might be his casting couch, like <laughs> right. yo, you know what I mean? Like that's what I'm saying. So there's there's a criteria that that people have in those kind of positions. There was a criteria that we had. Our thing was like, yo, if you're beautiful, if we feel like you have like this spirit, then cool. Most people are like, nah, y'all just wanted the video girls. Nah, go back through the whole thing. We we definitely did our best. To have a spectrum of beautiful right. women in in different ways. Do so you for those, feel sorry? Uh-huh. No. Do you feel like like IG is the new King magazine? Oh no question, <laughs> no question. I think that's one of the reasons why some of the brands that were so powerful back then um, they kind of struggle now because you're getting it for free. That's a fact. Yeah. Oh, we was charging a sink people in a trip to DR. And you're Yo, a King you magazine model. Wait, would you say a sink? A sink. You sit on a sink and make it look more yeah. cakey. And then you good more Shit. cakey. That sounds like something. I like that magazine. More cakey magazine. More cakey. Look at that. We always you do always this. Do this. Stuff. Yeah, we always do this. He's a brainstorming. These fucks. More He's cakey. A brainstorming. Listen, you, you. For those who don't, for those who don't know, uh-huh. King Magazine. Yes. Was yes. W- what kind of magazine? Was it was um men's magazine. Men's urban model, lifestyle model sexy. cars. We had everything, and yeah. we, we we had so much more than just. What and you the created had. that, and I created that. Yeah, yeah and it became a, a magazine, a, very popular. G- give me some numbers. Uh, oh it's my so God. what? Uh, millions, millions. <laughs> when yeah. you do it all together, it was it was a run that we had where we were percentage wise, we were outselling. I think it was outpacing Oprah magazine really? just on a on a percentage side, not on sales, but on a percentage size for us, our growth. Right, we grew so fast, man. Yeah. Like, and I think it was because. I, I really just wanted to talk to the dude that was in the barbershop in Hood, USA, young black guy. He's getting his cut. What he doing? And back then, you didn't have the gram and right. your phone and all that. Right. What you doing? You either talking crazy shit about basketball and all that with the dudes. You're talking about girls. You're talking about cars. You're talking about clothes. And I'm like, yo, I want to dictate that conversation with our magazine. Did you leave XXL to do King? Nah, it was a crazy, it was a crazy run. I... Real quick run through, just to yeah, we need to yeah, yeah, real quick run through. Yeah. I'm gonna do it quick. Intern started as an intern at Vibe Magazine, stayed there for a year. Um, found out about Double XL, a whole host of events. I ended up coming in on the first issue with Jay Z and Master P on the cover. Um, started making my name there. Was associate music editor for two years there. Bounced from there. Diddy and all of them, they started this thing called Hook.com. It was like kind of like the first kind of karma loop. It was content, mm-hmm, hip-hop mm-hmm. content with e-commerce. That's dope. Yeah, the internet bubble burst, boom, bounced from there. As that was going down, before I left XXL, I pitched the idea for King. Um, and, and I also like this car magazine. The publishers remembered that. They reached out to me. They was like, yo, why don't you come back and do that King joint? That's dope. Did that. Started that in 2001. Did that up until like 2009. 2000, yeah, 2009. Russell came and got me and was like, yo, help me with Global, Global Grind. Grind. Mm-hmm. Did Global Grind for like, let's see, like nine months, almost 10. Was running around everywhere with him. He put me in rooms that was so crazy. Uh, like it still blows my mind to this day. I learned so much from him. Um, 
from there, I went back to Vibe. Uh, oh, yeah, I became editor-in-chief of XXL, too, while at Harris. When I started King, Rides, all that, I became dub- – I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I, started, how, I, know, I, I started the whole freshman issue joint. All of uh, that. Yeah, we, we yeah. got to get to that. There's a couple of things. Listen, we can't – go ahead. Finish, it's so, it's so finish much, the run man. Through. So no, finish the run yeah. so then, so Bring then, us to today. So then, boom, bounce from there. Uh, went to Vibe. Did Vibe from 2010, 2013, 2013 to 2015. I was doing Respect Magazine yep, respect, and Ozzy, yep. the, the other joint I was telling y'all about. And then Vibe called me back, 2015, been there since. So you always leave on good terms, clearly. But yeah, like I'm I good be with cursing everybody. people yeah. out. Yeah, I can you be never knocking come shit out, back. Knocking stuff down on the oh, way out. I can never come back. <laughs> I, could, I realize I'm 50 Cent. Like, don't nobody want to hire me. I'm going to have to make it my own. We're going to uh, get into, we're going to get into, when we, when we come back from the break, we're going to yep, get yep. into some of the things because you can't just run past that. But one All thing right. I want to tell the internet, and which is amazing, and which I'm proud of you, and which I admire you, is yeah. you started off by saying, I was an intern at Vibe. No That's doubt. Right. No doubt. It, what a journey it is because I'm telling you, you think about it. Who like think about a person. Listen, when you wake up and think about it, any music journalist, anybody who wants to write for a living, anyone who wants to like kind of like do what they Even love these new bloggers. for a living. Yeah, new Bob, but keep in mind, think about this. Imagine being an intern at a company and then one day being an editor in chief. It's crazy. It's wild. We're man. gonna get to that. The I'm feelings of that, everything. Internet. So listen, don't go nowhere. Grab yourself. Uh, what are a you pen and a pad because yeah. y'all new age internet have this sense of entitlement. But this man started as an intern and grew. So y'all gotta have to take some notes. And some take people some can notes. pull out your iPhone, get your notes. Out no, your write it down. Write it down because that's different. What if your phone battery dies? Pen and paper. Change your life. Pen and paper is yes. official. Internet. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Cheer. Al. Internet. I'm excited. Listen. I can see. You got the sweatpants on? Yeah, you can know. I got Ow. it. Ow. <laughs> he Internet. excited. Internet. Live, one-year anniversary, Premium Pete show. Miss Listen Knows will be there doing her goddamn thing. Got that right. Okay. Special guest coming. Past guest coming. Free liquor might be coming. DJ Ted Smooth on the one and twos. That sounds so dope. Listen, sponsored by you and Athletics. We got a bunch of giveaways to give away. Snacks, beverages. And you know where it's going to be at? At that dope WeWork Soho location. The Soho, the private space? Listen, that shit is official tissue. 7 to 11. How you, listen. In the real 7 to 11, not the black 7 to 11. So no, be on 7 time. 7 to 11. Listen, I want you to RSVP at PPSRSVP at gmail.com. That's easy. What's it? PPSRSVP at gmail.com. Premium P Show, one year anniversary. It's going to be Liddy. Okay, lady in New York City. Make sure so you pull be out there. them titties and make sure you look pretty. Listen, mark your calendars. Mark me. your calendars. We'll see you there, man. I want to give you a hug. I'm gonna have some pizza for some folks yeah. and Oreos. See you there. Internet. This episode is sponsored by the College of Hip Hop. That's right. Let me tell you something. I've been getting so many people hit me up about yo, Pete. I heard you talk about this College of Hip Hop. I downloaded the app. I fuck with it. It's official, and I'm glad. I'm glad that we're able to put somebody on because let me tell you something. It's not about them only sponsoring. It's about you guys learning right. that there's shit out there to expand your mind. You Open know? up your mind, Craig. They got interviews. Whether you got a GED, a PhD, or you down with OPP, this is the information station to be. Exactly. They got interviews. They got you know publications. They got all information. Templates for some contracts. They're going to answer all of your need-to-know questions in this music industry. Stop fucking around. Just go download the College of Hip Hop And don't be trying today. to call your homeboy who the yeah, producer you over there. You just need this app. Go get the How app. How much it costs? 
Free 99. Get the woo out of here. College and Hip Hop app. Download that today. Tell them Prim Pete Show sent you. And if you can't give me some bundles while you at it. Cheer. Thank you. Internet and we're back sitting with the one and only Daytuan Thomas. What up, what up, what up? Listen, Daytuan, you, it's funny because before we went on break, you went, you know, over like some of your uh, accolades. You know, accolades. Uh-huh. Or, or basically you took us through a journey. It only took like a minute or two. But think about that shit. It's been 20 years. It's wild to me, man. And, one, and some of the things that I want you to go over, when you spoke about Russell and how he, you seem thankful. Yeah. Like he put you in spots that, you know, that amazed you. Yeah. Can you speak about some of the, you know, maybe a moment that you remember that really, you know, had you. Or how did you meet um, him or, you know. Oh, wow. Like, you know, like with everybody else, man, everybody looked at Russell as like. The blueprint. The yeah, he's the blue. That's what we call him. We call him the blueprint. You know what I'm saying? Or at least I do. Um, and I think most people. Jay, I mean, yeah. And, and, Jay, and, Puff, and, uh, Yeah, Puff. I've heard him call him you know out a lot. Mean? Oh, they, yeah, yes, yes. Pipe there down, we go. pipe down, pipe down, go. pipe down. The bottle game is Ow, serious. Oh, yes. See, because y'all knew my friend was coming. All right, that's what's up. Ow. Um, I, I, I think, like, I always wanted to work with Russell. Ever since, <laughs> this is going to sound crazy, but ever since, like, seeing Crush Groove mm-hmm. and understanding that, oh, this is his story, this is this guy's story, and being able to see that he was, like, the person that went from making records to clothing and publishing and all of that stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And um, yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank Internet's, you. Internet, we, we, we get, we get yeah, around. We're getting around, around the wine. We're getting yes, around indeed. red wine. But, but yeah, you know, I mean, just it's, it's, I mean, not everyone every day gets a chance to move around with Russell Simmons. Nah, man. You know, it's, I mean. It's, it's rare. I, I, the one thing I would say is that, you know, he'll put you in position and then you got to hustle. You know what I mean? Sure. He's not like gonna, it should be. He going to yeah, lead yeah. you to the water, but he ain't going to teach gonna, you how to fish. Exactly. He's I will not, say it's always who you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then it's like what you do once you get there. Yep. You know, like knowing someone could help could help out. But you still have to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm going to give an old school quote, make your own bones. All day. And and the one thing that I learned from him is, is seeing how he dealt with um, adversity and companies like maybe not doing as well. And how do you fix it? He didn't always just jump out of something. It was like, all right, we got to get it right, and then we fix it. Then you flip it. Mm-hmm. And if you look at his career, you look at his his you know his his track record. It's it's a lot of wins, man. Yeah. When when it should be losses, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. other people would have just chalked it up as a loss. And I'm sure he's had his share of failures or things that you know he considers that. But I always looked at it like, wow, man, this dude finds a way to make it win. And and he's always energetic about that. So that was that was some of the things that I took away from my time with him. Do you have one uh, memorable moment yeah. that that sticks out to you? Uh, we went we went to um, Silicon Valley one time. Mm-hmm. And, um Silicon Valley. Oh, no, no. <laughs> ain't that what they call it? Nah, <laughs> <laughs> you, that's Silicon. Yeah, she nasty. really showed her New York yeah, side yeah, on yeah, that one. Silicon like, Valley. Uh, that's <laughs> listen, you 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 actually want to be in Silicon Valley because. Uh, you know, the, the, you you pull up wearing letting them thighs out like oh, that. Oh, you may be set for life. What you call those? Thunder thighs? Oh, no, the she jorts, had jort boots. Jort boots. <laughs> Antonis, you're seeing the pictures. Y'all see. Y'all you're see. seeing the pictures. But um, one of the things that I remember, uh, we went out to um, meet with the people from Facebook, like guys that invest in them, and uh, I had to I had to put this deck together. And we were presenting like the global grind uh, vision and all this stuff, and Russell was going to go ahead and knock that out. So we get into the meeting, and I forgot like my little dress shoes, so I had to wear my Jordan, um, my Jordan threes. Okay. 
And, Which I really consider dress shoes. Right. But <laughs> it was still like I was kind of dressy, but I had these joint threes on because I forgot my shit. I was like, I can't fucking believe this shit. So I go, I walk into the joint with them. You know, Russ, he got a bubble bubble vest, yeah. checkered shirt, yeah. Yankee hat, yep. jeans, yep. shell toes. So we walk in there. He's he's doing his talk. He, he's being Russell. Right. It's like eight different rich people just on the other side. And then he was like, yeah, Daytuan got it from here. Go ahead, Day. And I'm just like, the fuck? <laughs> like what? Russell? He was like, yeah, he's up next. Go ahead, man. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Did you grab it and get it together? Got it together. The slides was there because I knew all the stuff. And he knew what he needed to do. And then he knew what I needed to do. Right. And in that moment, I learned a lot about myself because regardless of Everything that I had done up until that point, all these mags and all this stuff, all these different things, it was still like, yo, you got to prove yourself every time you're on the court. You can't just think about those old, what what Babe Ruth said, old home runs. Yesterday's home runs don't win today's game. Exactly, right. exactly. You know what down. I'm saying? Yeah. So when you when you like, oh, man, I did X, Y, and Z, that's good. But at the same time, how are you performing today? I mean, listen, Russell put you in a position where you really had to learn on, mm-hmm. like, just jump out there and, like, you know, you improv, right? Yeah, you got to do it. And luckily, you know, I, I knew the stuff well enough to be able to convey what we were trying to get across was like, yo, we need some money. Does yeah. Russell <laughs> curse in his meetings? He curse everywhere. I mean, yeah, do, he right? curse. I he curse everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. But you know what? You know, it, you know what's great about Russell, I think, uh, you know, besides all his other contributions that he has given to the game? Uh-huh. One thing I like about him is that, he, you know, you know when they say you pay to be the boss. Yeah. You know, like, like he's been always able to be himself. No. Like when you sit there and you say, like, where, you know, where sneakers, where, you know, where shell, you know, where superstars. And I was, I was worried about that when in that story about my my Jordan threes. Yeah. Meanwhile, look, and, yeah. and then when I was leaving, two of the dudes hit me and was like, "Yo, those sneakers are high. I wish we could. We, I wish we could go to meetings like that." Yeah. And I was like, damn, man, I'm, I, I left my shoes. Right. Yeah. You know, Russell, that's his uniform. And, you know and listen, you know, it, it, that goes to show that, you know, being, being you know, you, being your man. own boss. Your authentic self. Exactly. Yo. And your that's authentic what, and that, self. And that's what Russell Simmons is. You All know, the way. You know, um, there's so many other things we're going to go into as far mm-hmm. as, like, you know, your career. Uh, one thing I want, I want to go right into this right now is, mm-hmm. is, is that I've been thinking about it. And when I knew you were going to come on the show, I was like, yo, I got to ask you this. Yep. For music journalists, uh-huh. for people who want to be in this business, for kids right now that like to write, there's a lot of writers out there. Yeah, it's a struggle. Yeah, you know. And I want to tell you my opinion of it. Even watching the sneaker blogs over the years and this and stuff, I met people who had great followings, big blogs. They would want to sleep on my couch. Yeah. You know, they were rock stars, but you know, to other people, but the 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 grind. It looked beautiful, but it was a big struggle. That's the the point I'm trying to make to you is, people listen to this. Okay, mm-hmm. that want to get into the music business, that want to get into publishing and magazine and digital, whatever the fuck they want to get in. How do they get in and how do they succeed? They cannot stop. Mm. You can't stop doing what you think is going to get you there. If it's going out networking, you think that's going to get you there? Cool. That's one aspect. Is it working on your craft, trying to find out, um, you know, the best ways to write and, and what people are gravitating towards? That's one way. Are, are you are you working on video? You know, do you have a podcast? You have to have all these different extensions of who you are as an individual brand before you even step into someone's company now. Right. You know, when I was coming up and I wanted to be an intern, I just wanted to get into the brand so I could learn. Sure. sure. I didn't, get I your didn't foot in the door. Get my foot in the door, then I'll work everything else out. 
You know what I mean? And that was the struggle to do that. Now you got to come as a package, sure. but willing to learn. You have to come with some kind of skill set, but willing to learn. And I think most people come in now, most of the young kids may come in now and like, I'm the boss or, you know, you Want might a big not. Check? Yeah, you owe, B. You owe. You right. owe. Like, that's their thing now. You owe, let us in. And it's like, well, you know, our experience got us here. You know, um, there's something that, that, and we can talk about it, it's something that Joey Badass just did. Just on, 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 on hot. On hot, yeah. Told him to sit down. Told him, like, yo, it's, All time, of them. it's time for the newbies. But if you listen if you listen closely, you hear Ebro like, nah, but you got to take it from me. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ebro's like, nah, you got to take, because coming up, you had to take it from somebody or let them know that sure, you were, sure, that like, you were nice you, enough. That you was nice enough, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, it would be nice for them to groom some people. No, the grooming aspect I think needs to happen yeah. across the board. And I'm one of the biggest proponents of no, that. No, you a groomer. We you know not, what I'm saying? All it. the way you across, there's so many people that, you know, I, I talk to on a, on, a, on a daily and help them with their situations and stuff like that. And you know we <laughs> fam, though. So that aspect I understand. But as far as, like, moving over to just let somebody right. in, that's kind of, that's, that's going to be the harder part to do because you're like, Why? yo, I worked yeah. massive hours to get here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to either be pushed out or I'm going to groom the next person that's going to be able to help my situation right. too. You know what I'm saying? So, so so the conflict there is I think the younger generation is looking at it like y'all don't respect us. That whole talk is a respect talk. Mm-hmm. Once some of the older generation respects the younger generation, then you can start to see the commingling of them coming in to slots. Right now, it seems like the older heads just don't respect and are hating, so that's why they're being said. It kind of also feels like this new generation has a sense of entitlement, though. Like they're, it's one thing to demand respect, and it's another thing to earn it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel like they're earning it. I don't feel like they're just well, not everybody. Some it because people. they have Some, this following or because this song instead of well, the like fo- yeah, the followings, the followings are that's a popularity contest. Right at mm-hmm. the end of the day, does your following constitute your quality? Right. Does that match up? That's all I care. You can have the 28 million people following you mm-hmm. throughout all mm-hmm. your platforms, but does your quality really speak to them? Or sure. are you just a hot, cool person? Or do they believe school? they believe in what you're speaking? You know? Right. You know, um, do you handle the hiring right now? Of, uh, yes, indeed. Okay. Who's the last person? I don't want to say last person. Uh-huh. What, what position is the last that you hired? You um, know? Like, have you hired a writer recently? Yes, yes. And what yes. do you look for? The the main thing I'm looking for is someone that's that has like a tireless work ethic. Mm-hmm. You might not even be the best writer, but if you have like one of those work ethics that yo, I'm trying to get this done. I want to make sure that this is right. Um, I'm willing to learn. That's one of the things that I, I I really look for. Someone that's willing to learn and listen. Because a lot of times people don't realize that they can't listen. Yo, mm. you yo, if you can't listen, you're not learning. Mm. Most people, you know, the problem is most people they're not listening. They're just getting ready to talk. They're so they're ready. not get, they're not listening to you. So nope. you know, so they're just waiting to respond. Right. Yeah. So they're not giving full attention. Nah. You know? And and one of the things with that is some people just be talking a lot of bullshit, so they don't want to hear nothing. <laughs> right. You know, they I know my way. But when you're in a in a work environment or a setting where skill where skill is being taught, or 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 you have a a chance to absorb that skill, that's when you you chill out. Right. That's when you chill out and you kind of observe, ask your questions. You know, a little bit of humble pie, and it, it'll take you a long way. 
Mm. All you gotta do is listen, y'all. That's and pay it. attention. That's pay why you have two yeah. eyes, two ears, and one mouth. That's now, real. now you know the just from me watching, and and I'm some of the internet's watching journalists or you know people within you know publication like that, whether it be magazine mm. or or online. You know, it, like, like I said, it, it's a struggle, and it's not. People look at it like you know, you get to go to events, you get to meet these artists. But again, like I always tell people, people think like. You know, um, success. You know, success equates to money. It doesn't do that. All the time. Ah, it doesn't man. equate to big money. It doesn't. Not, you know, you look at somebody time. even like um, um, Mikey Fresh. Yeah, that's this my... kid's been grinding for a long time. That's the, my Bayesian. Yeah, and I like that you call yo, him Bayesian. I told him I was coming. He was like, "Yo, you gonna tell my boo without?" <laughs> now, <laughs> even somebody like him, you know, um, it, it it seems to be like you know, like he seems to be to me an authentic uh, uh, guy. I'm gonna tell you right now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you right right now. I probably wouldn't even be back at Vibe if not for Mikey Fresh, mm-hmm. for him being like, "Yo, Day, what up? Let's let's get the band back together." Again. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one individual within this game that I love like a brother. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob Markman is mm-hmm. another one. Uh, he's just incredible. Definitely made it. Definitely, you know, um, another dude that is a good dude. Oh, no question. No, no like the qualities that they both uh, inhibit within this game. They're stand up guys. They understand street street culture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They understand corporate respectful. culture. Respectful, re- super respectful, um, and respected. Yes, yes. Know their hip hop shit, and then have visions of how things should look going forward. That's what I love about those two guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's been a pleasure and an honor to work with both of them mm-hmm. in the capacities that I have. With Rob Markman, um, he was over, he was in my music department when I was editor-in-chief for XXL. Mm-hmm. You know, we was crafting the whole uh, freshman joint. And then um, and then me and Mikey over at Vibe since like 2010 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now, you uh, you were the reason that XXL, um, you know, um, well, not XXL, but freshman... Um, you know, started the, the doing the double uh, XL yeah. freshman cover, right? yeah. And it's and it's always like speculation on when and where and all that. This is this is it right here. So basically, before I became editor in chief, Elliot Wilson was editor. Shout to Elliot, yeah, love L. Now, do you have a great relationship with Elliot? Great relationship with Elliot. Well, don't you have a great relationship with? It's a couple of people, but Elliot, <laughs> me and him, we we one hundred. And what's crazy is it was like a um, healthy competition up at at Harris. Because you had so many different magazines with different editor in chiefs. Right. So as I'm doing King and I'm trying to I'm trying to get it. I want the I want it. It was it was this Rolling Stone article where they were comparing um, all the Def Jam execs. So right. they had like Dame Dash and Irv Gotti and all of them. And they was talking about being the hottest nigga in the building. And I mean to be real, that's what we were all trying to do. Um, my man Jerry Barrow was doing um, uh, Scratch. I had uh, my man Ben was doing Slam, Elliot's doing Double XL. I got King and Rods, and we all just trying to do it. Me and Elliot, we ended up doing a magazine together called Hip Hop Soul, mm-hmm. where we put hip hop and R and B together as a joke at first. It was right. a joke that we would say, and it ended up becoming a, a successful, Genre. yeah, a successful magazine. I, get, get, get. Um, but but then he did he did this one cover, Leaders of the New School, mm-hmm. where um, it was like boozy. Uh, Papoose, um, Crooked Eye, mm. uh, Saigon, all of them. It, it was a bunch of it was like 10 cats. They all had on white jackets, and it was called Leaders of the New School. 
I was told that that cover didn't necessarily do well, but I love the concept right. because we used to do something in King very similar before that came out called Coming Kings, where we would say these are the people within any genre that's going to be big this year. Right. So we were already doing something like that. So then when I became editor-in-chief at the LLF, I remember saying like, yo, you know what? I want to bring that, but I'm going to put like this marketing package behind it and I'm going to flip it. So then that's when we went and got Asher Roth, Kid Cudi, um, B.O.B., uh, who else, man? Wale. We had Corey Guns. We had everybody on it. And those are all the people that came out of the Double XL freshman. Yeah, on that, on that real, on the real first freshman On the beginning one. of yeah. creating it. Yeah. Right. Like, Leaders of the New School was that Cuddy, one. Cudi. But then huh? Cudi, all of them. Yeah. So then um, Currency. Really? Yeah, I had all of them, man. Mickey Fax, my, my bro. Now, let me ask something. Do any of these artists, like, appreciate that that was done for them? Do yeah. They have, they, you ever some, see them and they say, like, yo, It's so for funny. That. I was okay. in L.A. recently, not okay. this trip, but uh, in January, and I had seen B.O.B. in a long time. And I was like, yo, B.O.B., I know you don't know me, but I'm Daytuan. I was editor-in-chief. I put you on the cover for it. He was like, yo. Mm-hmm. He was bugging. He was like, yo, that's crazy. I remember we had a good time. It was dope. Very appreciative. Um, Wale and I, we haven't talked, but Kid Cudi, everybody else I'm pretty much, like, cool with. Um, but the funny thing about the whole uh, freshman thing was, even though supposedly it didn't do as well before in that iteration, I was like, yo, let's make everybody do freestyles, but you can't see their face. So you don't know who's who's going to be mm. who this is. So we found, you know, like, creative ways on letting the rappers rhyme without seeing their face. Like, Kid Cudi had his bait hoodie zipped up and he rhyming. Oh, that's hot. Blue, who I had on the cover. He had his back turned, but you couldn't see what, you know, who it was. Um, you saw the feet. Oh, I think Currency had a bandana around his mm, face mm. and he's rhyming. So it it, it, it it garnered this, like, this mystery, like, yo, who are these dudes? Right. You know what I mean? And <laughs> this is a funny story, too. At the time, some of the blogs was just coming up and one of the blogs got it early. Got like what block is that? I can't. I, I ain't even going to do it. I ain't, no I ain't even going to kill them like that. But they good people. They good people. No and they <laughs> and they ended up they ended up posting something early, and people got to see like maybe the the first three of the artists. Right. And I was heated. I called. And I was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" And um, they, did you find they, out who the leak was? Yeah, they took it down. We found out the leak and everything. It was all fan, but it was like, "Yo, we want to keep this as something special." Is everything isn't for like mass consumption before it comes out? Right. Let's have some uh, element of surprise and make people think. And I wanted to go back to that. Nowadays, it's so hard to do that. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. know, I got to give it to um, Vanessa Satin. She's been able to keep it going for so yeah, long yeah. and infuse. And they promote it very well when yeah. it comes around. It became a holiday for them. Uh, yo, that's that's the thing that that. That keeps the business going. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, we're going to make this a, a concert series. We're going to add, uh, we had a mixtape for it with DJ Who Kid. It was like all these different components that I saw for it that we were able to execute. And then now look at it. It's like, it's, it's super huge. And it's it's a linchpin in the culture. Right. Kids want to be a freshman now. You know what I mean? Regardless of how much they say they don't, if you get that call, you're doing it. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's one of, that's one of the great That great was like things. one of your babies. Do you still feel like connected to it or did you just let it go and just let it grow i think you got to let it go and let it grow you know what i'm saying and i love evolves yeah it evolves and it and it it gets bigger and i i love seeing what it is and people hit me you know like around the time that people that know right who who you got who you got i'm like oh that that's a dope list there's been lists that i wasn't feeling try to pay you to be on what do you mean like payola like i'll give you some money if you put this person on 
Oh, brown paper yeah. bag? Oh, hell yeah. You That was... What? They yeah. trying to become a college <laughs> basketball player. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's happened. But nah, the one thing I always tell artists is like, don't do that. Uh, not artists, writers. Yeah. Don't do that. Because then you get known Compromise for that. Compromise your integrity. Yeah. Spe- you, speak, you speaking of writers, you ever get writer's block or lack of inspiration? Yes. How the fuck do you power through that? I, I try to find inspiration in, mainly through music. Mm. I try to find. Like, um, before when I was first writing, I used to, um, my wife and and my little sister, Cole, what up, Cole? I used to, they used to see me, pardon me, um, I would put on uh, Chico DeBarge. Mm-hmm. I would put no his guarantee. album on. Uh, yo, the, the first album, I think it was like Trouble Man, all that. Um, I would put on D'Angelo. I will put on Jay Dilla, which I still do to this day. If mm-hmm. I get mm-hmm. real heavy writer's block, I'll put on some Jay Dilla. Um, but then, like, I was having, like, like a, a, a low inspiration point, like, just a couple of weeks ago. And I went to LA this this past week. Man, that that sunshine, Venice Beach, mm. you know, riding around like good good energy, good weather. Woke you right the fuck up. I was I was I, man, I was spitting out ideas <laughs> like yo, did, we could do X Y. Yo, I, I, I came back to New York like yo, I'm ready. And we and, and sometimes you just need to get away from your everyday routine, yeah. switch it up so other things can attract to you. And I've always said to people. You gotta you gotta go find inspiration sometime. Go where that mm. go where it is. You know what I mean? You might not know where it is, but go where that is. Right. You know what I'm saying? Find that shit. Find it. Cause if not, you're gonna wallow in despair. You're gonna start feeling down on yourself. You start like, oh man, this this shit ain't working. In New York weather lately has been so up and down, it but, puts yep. people in these funny ass moods. Yep. And I'm not saying Cali weather is the best. But it was what I needed to wake sure. me up to get me motivated. That, sure. You know what I'm saying? No, what woke me- you up and got you motivated to even reach out to get the internship? Like, did you know? Like, how mm-hmm. did you go about it? Like, It was wild. I, I, I used to tell my mom and my cousin, Elle, uh, happy birthday, Elle. I used to tell them um, that I was going to work there. My mom always knew I was. At Vibe. At Vibe, yeah. yeah like, uh, that, was, that was a thing. Every month it came out, I was copying. I was in high school. My favorite writer was Kevin Powell, Rob Mar- uh, Rob Marriott, uh, just oh man, there's so many man. Dream Hampton, mm-hmm. um, this is a ghetto communicator. Mm. I used to read all their pieces in the Source and Double XL. I mean, uh, Source and Vibe. And I was like, it was just something about Vibe that that was a little bit more universal. You know, they were going for it. You know, they would put George Clinton on the cover. Right. You know what I mean? And I just was like, I'm gonna do it. So I was in college. Failed the math test. I was in the computer lab. I had like fifty cent on me. I took a I took a quarter. I saw on the internet that they were looking for interns. I called the number. Dude picked up. I was like, Yo, I need to I, I need to work there. I I can do whatever. He was like, Yo, come on a Saturday. It's gonna be three hundred people there. I was like, Three hundred people. The fuck. Wait, this is on a phone call. <laughs> this is on a phone call. <laughs> no, that had to be the funny thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, hello. It was like Vibe. that. Yeah. Vibe. 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 How about help you? What do you say? I was like, Yo, I just saw that you guys posted up that you need interns i'm down for it you know anything i need to do where do i need to be and do it was like yo you got to come to the office it's going to be 300 people though it's going to be mad competitive so you know i wish you luck but come to this address i was like i bet it was around my birthday time in may so i go i go on a saturday i go the security guard looks at me and he's like ain't no 300 people here ain't nobody here this i was like yo i was crushed i was crushed but back then we had the little beepers and stuff and i had the number that i called in my beeper so i went to the corner and i I called the number on my beeper like yo this dude finessed me 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this ain't even real. Right. 300 people. I called the number he picked up. He was like, yo, vibe. I was like, oh, yo. Yo, this dude, I was, I was just there. They told me ain't nobody there. And he was like, nah, nah, nah. I just got in. Like, yo, where you at? I'm like, I'm at the corner. And he looked out the window and he saw me. He waved me up. He was like, yo, just come again. I was like, I bet. I walk in. The security guard was like, yo, you walked out. He walked in. And I was like, yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> right. Whatever. <laughs> so then I get upstairs and I, yo, the lobby at Vibe was on Lexington and like 31st or 32nd. The lobby was so dope. They had the, the mags. It was like a little purple tint. It felt like I was in like one of those ill, you know, New Jack Swing videos. <laughs> this is 96, you know what I'm saying? So they had the spiral staircase with the chandeliers and everybody's sexy. office. It was sexy, man. I was like, and everybody had their name plates. And then I saw Kevin Powell's name on one of the doors. I was like, yo, this is his office? Right. I was bugging. He's a really good friend of mine now. Like, it, it bugs me out to even yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't uh, surprise me because again you were uh, an intern at Vibe yeah. who became editor in chief that that shit doesn't just happen. But though it's it's wild like when you think about being people on the you outside, look up to? yeah, people Become you look up your to friends it, exactly. But but when you're on the outside of this game, like everybody that's listening and you're on the outside of this game, I know that feeling. You know what I'm saying? You know what you know that what? feeling is just the is is it's it's the best and the worst. Yeah. Because you feel like they're never going to let me in. And then when you get in, it's like you start ping-ponging around. And it's like, oh, dip, I'm I'm rubbing elbows with the people that inspire me. Right. And then next thing you know, you're competing. Uh, or, 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 or doing things and being friends. You know what I mean? And then creating things together. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's funny because I think a lot of us don't take time to respect the, the moments. You know, oh, a, lot yeah. of people, a lot of people say, when I get there, I'll celebrate. You may never get there. I remember Kanye said something about that. I think he was like, yo, we got to celebrate now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know if he still feels that way, but that's how I felt. I mean, even even just to cap it off, when I got upstairs and I was looking around, I was like, yo, where the 300 people? And he was like, <laughs> word. I was like, yeah, it, it, I was waiting for like crowds and shit. He was like, nah, I just said that because I ain't want nobody up here that was going to be scared. <laughs> no, I, like, I like that. I like that's that. Hot. Yo. But- that just taught me, that moment taught me so much more. That's That moment is the reason why I feel like I've been able to endure so much because I'm like, yo, just show up. And I think, you just know. Just show up and you got it, Dave. I think, I think, I think that's like, I you know, it. that's that's half the battle. It is, just, man. Just showing up and, 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 and just being there, just putting yourself in position. Right. And, and, and this is the other thing. When you say it like that, I think people don't realize you're going to be scared as hell showing up. You're going to be scared. You're going to be like, oh, man. Or you're going to be like me yeah. who didn't have anything to lose yeah. and not be scared. It's all opportunity. So however you feel, if you scared or not, show up. If you late, show up. Just be like, yo, I'm sorry. Just be there. Y'all, y'all I'm blame here. Your big I'm daddy here. and his I'm new here. girlfriend in the car. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing. One thing that, that I think that as we speak about, you know, remembering moments and, and, and applauding the journey uh-huh. and just taking time out to, you know, where you, where you could just really, I guess, applaud your small victories. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Yo, you got to, man. And I think we deprive ourselves by doing that as we get jaded in the game. There was yeah. a point where I wasn't celebrating the wins. I wasn't looking at them. And then I let that opportunity go. And now I'm looking back on it. I was like, damn, that was pretty significant. And, you know, we, we ain't pop a bottle on that. But for the most part with King and especially my King years, because I had such a dope team over there. King, My King staff was the 
dopest joint, man. It was like all my friends. It was like the time where the one guy was able to get all his friends together and have the craziest party for like eight years. Mm. <laughs> you, so you have like, an eight-year party, It's like a man. college dorm room uh, party for, for Yo, years. Damn. And, and you just get to do it every month. You just going and going and... And at, that's and that's success. At, that's at, love, man. That's the, being able to do that for that long, bro. You know what? You for know real. what? You really like. You struck a chord in me just now, just like thinking, like you know how you spoke about like Kevin Powell, and and and, and now he's like a really good friend of yours. Yeah. Or you think about you being a, a intern and then becoming the editor in chief. Right. You know, even like sometimes I, I, you know, again, I always talk about financial, just because I always want to be in a better yeah. place. But I can never forget about the victories that I created for myself. You know, I think about it, like, you know, like, growing up, like, man, Ghetto Boys was, uh, was you a know, a, a shit, man, you know, my mom, you gotta love that shit. Yo, this week, Halloween falls on a weekend, is all I used to talk about. You gotta love that. Scarface is on dial anytime I call, I speak to him all the time. Yo, you know what's even crazier, and my family could attest to this, like, everybody that's super close has seen me grow up, Q-Tip and Tribe Called Quest was, like, my, Q-Tip, Big Daddy Kane, Kwame, uh, exactly, Kwame. I just love Kwame. I was a Kwame <laughs> fanatic. Polka dot motherfucker. Polka dot, yeah. Um, KRS one, Gucci rap, all of them. The God. It was so crazy for me to meet Q-Tip and be like, yo, you know, I admire your 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 work and all of that stuff. And then to be able to do business with him, um, talk to him on a regular, like hearing it, it, it just bugs me out, man. Yeah. Like it was one of those things I was like, yo, this is. This is crazy. That's how I feel about you. Stop it. No, because uh-huh. I used to see you on like television doing like commentary uh-huh. like uh-huh. certain Wait, like shows it? and stuff. And like that's how I feel. I think like, she's to coming be able for to you. call nah, talk to your take wife. on and like be like, oh my God, I I need like advice and I can like go you know what's to so the crazy office. About her? She knows that like what now? Like two years now we've been having you come back and forth to vibe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Doing a couple of things. Doing a couple of things with us. And her couple of things have been hits. Mm-mm. And I'm like, yo. I just want to give somebody a chance that I well. see that, yo, amazing talent. She's about to kill it. Yeah. Wendy no, Williams, all that craziness. Like, and, and Pete, for you to even bring her on here and yeah. have her in the in this spot, that shows that you see it as well. Yeah, you know, you know, it, when, when I thought of Miss Lissa, you know, it's funny because when I thought of her um, to come on the show and, um, you know, do, do it with me. Um, ah, fu- we ain't do that though. <laughs> well, no, no, it's funny because it's like I was I, waiting for. Her. I, I was want- waiting. I was waiting for you. Yo, y'all was waiting for her too, right? Yeah, we was I like, know, I knew she was going to say. You that. know, she was going to say. Something. But I wanted someone who, first of all, she's very witty, and I love witty super, people. You super. know, and I think you always want to be on your feet, man. And I think that you know, uh, she's a homegirl. Yeah, real talk. And uh, you know, it, it's cool. See that girl that you call when a girl try to play exactly. you. Exactly. Like, I'm gonna call my girl. I'm gonna get my cousin. I'm gonna get my girl cousin. I'm definitely her. And and it's cool to have that. So I definitely. You know, like I said, I definitely saw um, that I could be myself around her, and then yep. also debate with her, and because I just didn't want no yes woman, right? You know, that was just happy to be here. You it's, know, it's ill what y'all have built, though. Yeah, because when you struck out on your own, I'm mm-hmm. sure you had doubters. I'm sure you doubted. Yeah, let me like, tell you like, look at what y'all built. What what episode are we on? Man, this is like fifty four. Fifty four. That's a good number. And yeah. plus, I'm I'm the start of the new season. I like that. Okay, yeah. I'm just playing. No, fifty three. Fifty three. <laughs> no, it's fifty four. Fifty four. Okay. Fifty four. But you know, but you know what? You know, and and that's another thing too. You know, I don't want to get off topic, but no, I do no, no. appreciate. You know, first of all, anytime I seen you out in these streets, you always appreciate what I was doing. Yep. Uh, anything that I contributed. At the yep. same time, I appreciated what you contributed. Appreciate and that, and bro. and you definitely you, you you know even before I hit you up to come on. 
You have uh, wrote to me multiple times uh, that you uh, I'm seeing you like you. like seeing me yep. shining out here. I see you, and and, and yeah, exactly. Yep. And, and first of all, I just want to let you know that I appreciate that. That's love, bro. And those all little day. things, not real talk. Those little things help people, man. Yeah. You know, yep. I do that for other people. You do that for me. Like you know, it's funny. Like I've been learning a lot. Like 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 I'll do something for somebody. Yeah. And uh, you know, and and something that they couldn't do for themselves. Yeah. May not be maybe big, maybe maybe small. And they're like, yo, how can I ever repay you? Yeah. And you know what I've been doing? Instead of saying, like, uh, I'll take $500, <laughs> or I'll take, uh, I'll take uh, you know, I know you, I just say, like, yo, you know what? Call I need you to else. do something for me. You and they'll say what? And I'll say, do what I did for you for, for somebody, somebody else. else. Yeah. You know what's so crazy, man? Like, um, my favorite book, my favorite book in the whole world is um, Man, Child, and the Promised Land by mm. Claude Brown. You know, he, he writes about his life as a youngster growing into um, adulthood in Harlem in like 1950s, 60s. It's my favorite favorite book, and in it he says that you gotta you gotta feed you gotta feed the birds, mm. and meaning you gotta you gotta take what you can give when people ask to help them get to whatever. So when he would be in the street and he had money on him, and you know a homeless person would ask him for some paper. Boom. He's putting into that good karma thing. It's not like you got to do it, but it's just something helping somebody. Right. And yesterday, this dude, as I'm getting my Metro card to go to work, this dude rolled up on me. He looked crazy. Everybody was like staying away from him. And I had my headphones on and um, he was like kind of mouthing to me. I was like, yo, what up? He was like, yo, I just need one quarter. <laughs> <laughs> one, one quarter. That's all I need. And, and you know, I I would have responded on a jokey side. Yeah, I would have yeah. like, "What the fuck? Are you gonna open up a, co- a business? Like, with that what are you getting? You getting a bazooka, Joe? Yeah, or yeah. Like, I don't even know how much some shit is. What'd anymore. you say to him? Hot cheese popcorn. Yo, so I <laughs> and I didn't have any change. All I had was like like bigger bills. So I was like, you know what? Yo, here I had so much like fun and everything in L.A. And I was thinking about the book when you got to feed, mm. you know, a transfer. Mm. So I could have been signed. Could have been a sign, like how much a dollar cost, Kendrick Lamar. That that could be God. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? And I I think he was, at first I was about to say no, and then I was like, oh, wait, 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 I do have something. Like, boom, I gave him a bigger bill. This man looked at me and was like, man, you shitting me? Like, like. You made his day. Like, yo, you just gave, are you serious? Like, he gave me the, are you serious look. Mm. And then he he was trying to go in for the hug. I was like, high five, bro. High five, high five, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. About to give you uh, a hug. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, let's about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do a high five. And it, 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 I say that to say, like, you got to feed into the less fortunate or people that are yeah. at, a, at a different level. And I'm not saying I'm better than anybody. I could easily be in that position. Sure, sure. But it's the fact that I had it to give. And sometimes you got to do that. And some people will look at that as like, oh, you soft or you corny or you this or you too giving. Because earlier you said, and I get this a lot, B. I get this a lot. Why are you so nice? Yeah. I used to get this in the early. And I, and, and, and I no, don't, no, no. It's I not disrespecting. Yeah. It's yeah. because... There's a positivity that comes from me, sure, and I'm and I'm aware and of it. And you let now. that off now, yeah. Now I'm aware of it. Before I wasn't. So when people used to say, it, I'm like, yo, they think that it can't happen, or like, like, like a, f- a fight won't go down. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I ain't soft, bitch. Smack like, a motherfucker. Yeah, like, yo, don't play. Right. But just because I don't want that energy, and I'm ready, because I know I got different things to to lift off to. I'm I'm not because. I don't want that energy coming back. Right. I don't need that. You need good karma. 
You need that. I got I got daughters, V. Yeah, yeah. I shit. need I need every protective, positive thing to protect them. That's exact, what I do that for. Listen, motherfucking exactly. I say it all the time. There was a girl, I remember when I just had my daughter and, and uh we me and her mother separated. There was a girl that um like yo, she was like I love you. I, I, I love you. I, I was. I want to be with you forever. And I was like, Thank "Fuck! You. I do not care about this girl." Right. So I was like, "Yo!" And she's like, "So she had called me, and and my daughter was a couple, and she, my, I just got off the phone. My daughter's like, "I love you, daddy. I'm going to bed." I was like, "I love you, and I'll call you tomorrow." And then this girl had texted me, and she was like, "You know, um, come over and, and, and fuck me." Yo. So I called her up, and I was like, "Hey!" And she's like, "Hey, you gonna come over?" She's like, "I can't wait to suck your dick." And I swear <laughs> to God. And I was like, "You know, that, that's just how, you Your know we had that sharing today. He's sharing tonight. No, no. And and and, and I just turned around and I was like, "Look, uh, I was like, I, I'm not gonna come there." Wow. And then she was like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Look, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, you could find someone better than me. I really yeah. don't like you like that." Wow. You, you said that. Like I, sw- I swear to God. Extra blunt. Like no, I'm explaining to you why. I told you because all You're I could think about was my daughter. Girl. All I could think about was my daughter. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Yo." If a guy, don't get me wrong, not that a guy, w- it, right. I couldn't stop right, it right. from happening. It right. could still happen to her. But I was like, yo, think about what I'm doing to this girl. Yeah. I already had enough girls. I didn't need to do that to this the girl. Extra. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of girls, us as men, and and, and, and sometimes we don't think. Yep. Fuck a bitch, leave him, tap him on the head, peace, bitch, peace. thanks for the head, thanks for the pussy. You don't think about, not no, some people, yeah. some people may do that. Think about that. I've been a guy who just came over, fuck one girl one day, another girl yeah. later on that day, another girl. Not even thinking that when they, their feelings matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, and some of these girls are like, maybe I'm like, think about it. We may heartbreak a girl. Yeah. She changes her fucking hair color. She thinks she got to go to the gym. Everything. Let me tell you something. Girl, that may have been nothing wrong with you. It was the fuck up guy. Because yeah. I was fucked up. I was only trying to get your pussy. So I was conniving you. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I I had to tell the girl and she was like, I, if you want to come back in my life, you could because like, yeah. now now that's even more admirable, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you keeping it real with her at that time. But I do feel where you're coming from with that. I think the one thing though, it's so it's so hard to be to walk in like that perfect light. Yeah. Sure, you know sure. what I'm saying. It's hard to walk in that perfect light. Gotta have it's a hard. gotta have a um um. I don't want to say a crutch, but, you know, there's always something that there's we something. have. Everybody got a vice. Vice, yeah. There we Every, go. Everybody has, like, something that, that they're trying to conquer within themselves. Yeah. And until you realize what that thing is that's holding you back, you're going to keep failing. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's about identifying what that what that weight is on you. It could be something emotional. It could be financial. Most people think it's financial, and it's not. Because right. then you get the money, and you still got emotional yeah, exactly, issues. Exactly, right. exactly. Like you, you don't even know how to. You need a doctor. To you, you need, need a doctor. Do- you yeah. need somebody to really talk to. Like you was talking about, like the whole therapy thing. Yep. And I feel like more people are really messed up in the head within this game. Mm. You know what I mean? This game will give you false love. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, like everybody talks about Drake I and mean, he's talking about that fake love and all that stuff. He's at the highest level of it. So he's able to see it in a certain way. But everybody goes through that. Mm. And until you're able to recognize what it is in you that's holding you back, you're not going to be able to go forward. And when you recognize it, try to treat it and be diligent. Exactly. On it. Exactly. And, and that's so yeah, hard man. for people to, to grasp and hold on to. Because some people want that crutch. That crutch gets you extra help. 
when all the help that you need is within you. Right. And and it's also pain that people medicate, you know, oh, and, 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 you know, what they go through. Cause it's Molly like, Percocet. <laughs> what, 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 what Kendrick just said? This is my soul speak. That's the meds talking. Yeah. He said that on Humble. Yeah. That's that line right there. Forget all the stretch mark stuff and all of that. Kendrick said, this is my soul speak. Mm. I love that term because mm. I've used it before. And then he said, that's what you're doing is meds talking. That's medication that you're using to down yourself so you could deal with life. Right. Sure. But my soul is speaking. If you let your soul speak, watch how great you be. Yeah. You know, and I'll I tell you, like, even when, I, when I'm trying to be honest with you personally, I'm just trying to wake up and, and, and like the doctor was telling me on last episode, find more reasons to be happy. Word, find, man. Look at yo, what I'm blessed man, about. Like, yo, listen. you know what I realized too? You could, Find more reason to be happy. I love that. Yeah, no, nah, <laughs> and, and that's what I'm doing. I'm finding, and I'm looking for them because when mm-hmm. you look for negative shit to happen or you or you oh, focus on negative, that's all happens. Like, right. yo, sometimes I wake up and I realize, yo, it's the, let me tell you something. Somebody no matter what, it's the little things in life that matter. Yo, it's I'm telling so you little, right now. It's so little to the point, like, if I get my favorite bag of potato chips, I'm mm. mad happy. I'm like, oh, what kind of chips is those? Yo, yo, it's the barbecue lays. Oh, <laughs> they got the barbecue lays. They got the big bag. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be mad happy. Girl Scout, the Thin Mint cookies in the freezer. That's all I need. Yo, I like I'm, cheese sunflower seeds. No, my favorite thing in life, though. My favorite thing. You said the what? Cheese, cheese sunflower seeds. You super hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dry mouth. Yo, that's straight quarter water. That's the only thing that could quench like, that thirst. I like is quarter water. Sunflower seeds. You like ice blue quarter waters, probably too. Those, are, yeah, I do like, like the, the blue ones. ones. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite thing. Favorite. Favorite. Nestle Crunch, yo. Mm, mm, you bring a mm. Nestle Crunch, your, your story had getting the up white on the chocolate one. Yeah, but see, I, nah, that was that, that's Nestle, white supremacy. Nestle Crunch, <laughs> Nestle Crunch was Nestle made Crunch. to be what it is. Stop if trying Nestle to change Crunch that shit. Wants anybody to like sponsor them or be a spokesman? I'm here, B. I'm here. Yo, um, you know, as we're talking um about just being a nice guy and talking about you know just being real, mm-hmm. you know, you went to Baruch College. I went to but, Baruch College. But you worked, did you work at like some type of library where I you did. were helping people read? I did, man. Who, who, who was, who was, it was I was at New York Public Library. My my um my godmother, Aunt Louise, went up. She um she got me the job there at Seward Park Library, Lower East Side. I was there for two years. Um I teach I, I taught uh illiterate adults how to read, write, and use computers. And they were the they were the biggest inspiration to me to get into the field that I'm in because I used to buy magazines, mad rap magazines and stuff. I used to bring them. I used to have them reading them and stuff. Like, <laughs> yo, this is such and such. This is such and such. And I used to have them practice on some of that stuff. And um, I remember this one one gentleman, older head. Uh, I, I hope he's doing well. I wish we stayed in touch. His name is Larry Cook. If anyone knows him, please get him in contact with me. Um, he told me one day, he was like, yo, you always come in here with these magazines and stuff talking about you could write this and all that. If I could do what you do for us, I'd be all over those magazines. Mm. I'd be mm. in every last one of them everywhere. That's what you should be doing. <laughs> he was like, yo, you did us. You got us right. You should be doing that. Listen, you do, you, so, you're doing some of God's work, though. Yo, or, you, or you did some of God's work. I did. Still I, 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 I hope I'm still doing that, you know. Sometimes, you know, I think in everyone's travels in life, I think they're trying to figure out what their, you know, life purpose is and all of that. Some people don't even think that deep. It's like, yo, I'm trying to eat today. Yeah, yeah. You what's, know what I'm saying? What, what's today? Where's B? the blunt at? Where's the blunt? What, what am I doing? How am I, how am I going to be good today? You know what I'm saying? And 
now I'm at, I'm at this age where I just want my daughters and my wife and sure, my family sure. to be good, all my friends, people that I inspire. I just want to be able to admit that energy. Um, and it's hard sometimes because nobody's perfect. Yeah. Everybody has those, you know, dark thoughts and all of that stuff. But for the most part, I'm a, I'm, I'm like, I'm looking to be like that good person that people can come to and I can help. Yeah. And hopefully in that, I end up helping myself. Sure, sure. And, and you know I, think, I think that that's what it does. It's therapeutic. And I think that when you wind up doing stuff like that in the interim, you know, it, it, it helps you also. No you doubt. know, you speak about books and, and, and how mm-hmm. important they are and think about te- you taught people how to read. Mm-hmm. And then being in publishing for so long, mm-hmm. do you, where do you see, I mean, I know magazines are making, a, 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 some magazines are closing, some magazines it's are coming It's all about back. brands now, man. Do you still believe magazines could sell? I do. Mm-hmm. I think, I think they're going to, I think we're, magazines and i say we because i'm such a magazine head i think what's going to happen is we're probably at maybe its lowest point right now because so many have you know shut down and not sell i think it's going to go the way of vinyl like how vinyl is coming Mm. back now i think it's going to be specialized magazines that are going to make an impact and it's going to be something that you want to have like an annual or Mm. you know a coffee table type magazine or whatever and i think those are the things that are going to stand the test of time Mm. um yeah, yeah. Now that, um, cause Vibe got bought by Hollywood Reporter and Billboard, yep. and Billboard, are they trying to whitewash the urban culture? Or are they trying nah, to like what are they trying not to do? At all. I think that what they did was they doubled down and was like, "Yo, mm-hmm. we want to get into urban culture." Okay, you know, I think what they wanted to do was gain even more credibility within the space. Billboard, um, on its own, is just a hundred plus years of. You know, just straight stats and right. and, and uh, data about every genre of music ever, and for them to look at hip hop and say like, "All right, we really want to invest in this now by getting vibe and getting spin and and the other properties." I think that's important for the culture. Um, Hollywood Reporter, on the other hand, I love seeing what they do. They're they're being nominated for like different awards for their um, their video content. Janice Men just stepped stepped up into like the super echelon um of uh of the brand and now she's she's looking around and they have like new leadership and all of that stuff so it's a lot of new things that's going on right. with the with the with the brand but I'm also learning I'm like right now in in our company I'm sitting around like all the marketing and sales people and I'm learning a lot too that's at, even at this age so I'm looking at it like all right what do I need to know about this new world that we're going into where the marketing team is always dealing with like um, digital properties that want to buy and sell and be featured and all that stuff. I want to see what's going next so I could be ahead of the curve. Mm, always keeping an open mind. Got to. You know, you have a puff story that uh, I heard you say before. Can you tell the internet oh, the, the, story? Uh, when, uh, you, you, the, you, inter- the intern one? Yeah. Tell the internet the intern puff story. So basically, before um, I got to Vibe in 96, um, my cousin uh, L and I, we were were going to a pool party. And we we was like, yo, we got to get fresh. So back then, to get fresh, you would go down to the village. And uh, Russell, ironically enough, he had Fat Farm. He had Mm -hmm. a Fat Farm store. So I was like, yo, if we get there mad early, we'll get the hot stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, from Fat Farm. Like, you know, we had a couple of dollars on it. So we got there like at 10 o'clock when they opened up it was a saturday morning we was going to the pool party later as we as we're walking up i see this big body bins 
I'm like, damn, we don't even see no big body bins, you know, on, on Prince Street early right. in the morning. But Puff is by himself walking up and down, talking on like um he had he was ahead of his time. He had the the little piece to the phone <laughs> right. already looking like Russell. So I'm like, oh yo, L, they go they go puff. He was like, leave him alone because he know what I'm thinking. He know how I get down. My cousin know how I get down. So he was like, leave him alone. I was like, yo, I'm going to ask for an internship. I ain't asking for a job because he going to say no. He was like, he going to say no of an internship too. <laughs> so boom. So Puff crosses the street and as he crosses the street, I'm like, yo, Puff. And he was like, yo, what up? He had a straw in his mouth and he's chewing on a straw like bad boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he always does. Like he always do. He had a hat backwards and everything. And I was like, yo, man, like, my name is Daytuan. I'm from Brooklyn. Biggie, biggie, baby, baby. All that. <laughs> Yo, I'll do whatever for bad boy. Run, get coffee, all that. Cheesecake, the whole cheesecake wasn't I mean. around yet. But I, <laughs> if I knew that, I would have said it. And he was like, word. I was like, yeah, do you have any intern sh- um, slots open? And he took, the, <laughs> he took the straw out of his mouth and a big gob of spit came with the straw. And shit. he was just like... Nah. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Yo, it was the biggest punch in the face. <laughs> I was I was like I was like, all right, all right. See you at the top. That's he was crazy. Like, he looked and he was like, all right, all right. And then he walked in and then I was like, we can't go in there now. <laughs> did you have did you ever get a chance to tell him that story again? I, I never told him, but I think he probably he heard it. He knows. Yeah. But I've worked with him so many times. So boom, fast forward ten years later, eleven years later, in two thousand six, I'm editor in chief of Vibe. Mm-hmm. I mean of uh of King mm-hmm. and he had the what was it? The did was it Danny Forever? King? Nah, oh. press play album. Mm. And I I made him the guest editor for that whole issue. And now Puff got to listen to me and on the edit stuff. And I'm listening to his suggestions and we're collaborating on my issue together. And he wrote an editorial and I wrote an editorial. And I told that story a little bit and our editorials are side by side. Yeah. And in that moment, I was like, yo, I told this dude I was going to see you at the top. Now it's full circle. <laughs> now we working. That's right. Let's get it. I would have came it. in with a straw in my mouth. Nah. <laughs> and the gob of spit Let's hanging. Let's get it. And you know listen, that's classic. It's, it's classic. It's classic and it's great to hear. You know what? Let's uh, take a moment and go into our segment. I don't trust people. Daytuan, I don't yes. know if you know about this, but no, no, no. when up? when we was when I was starting the show, I says, you know what? I used to tweet this hashtag called I don't trust people. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? We're going to make this a segment. And listen, it is the most longest standing segment on the show. Uh-huh. Internet, you know how to get involved. Hashtag I don't trust people on Twitter. Let us know who you don't trust, what you don't trust. And as I always say, if it ain't no fuck shit, we'll feature it on a future episode. Who we got <laughs> submitted this week? Our first submission comes from the legend Eric. I don't trust people who wash paper plates and cups. Throw them shits out, fam. <laughs> and listen, I agree. I mean, you're defeating the purpose. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's funny because I told my lady this week, like, every time I turn around in my house, there's fucking dishes in I don't the sink. think that, I think that's, first of all, that's black because my grandmother don't play. Unless it got the spaghetti stain on on the on the styrofoam that they ain't coming out, you washing that. Remember, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to make a point that that, <laughs> that my lady said. My mother-in-law to be uh-huh. uses plastic forks. She said, "Oh no, I use plastic forks now," but yeah. she washes them. Right. I said, "Ma, why are you doing that?" Yeah. She says, "Oh, because I don't want to deal with silverware." But aren't you doing the same thing? 
You could just be washing your regular fucking thing. No, it's because when company comes over, then you, you throw that, that shit out. out. Let me no, tell you no, something. You, yeah, no, no, yeah. you give them the styrofoam and plastic and you throw it out. Yeah. But if it's house, you're going to reuse that cup again and again. No, no. With the cup, I understand you put your fucking name on it. Not you understand name. if you have a party. Yeah, you, you have a party, you, you put, put your name on that joint. Because you ain't coming for all these solos. But if you're doing the, the whole paper shit, throw that fucking shit the fuck out. No, that's crazy. Yeah, who, we got, who we got next? Our that's next hilarious. one comes from Cap Thoughts. I don't trust people who speak only with their bottom teeth. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I was like underbite, right? I mean, that, that that's a person that seems like a personal problem. That's like one of the monsters on on um, <laughs> Mr. Ed. No, like one of the Muppets. The red one. Hey, you know, I'm... Monster. I'm not in like the mood. Grady or somebody from San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not in the mood to make fun of people like that. That could be a problem. The next one comes from T Money Sig. I don't trust people who say swear for God. He doesn't need your cosign. First of all... <laughs> swear for God. Not for God. <laughs> for God. Not for him. Hey, you, you know, it, 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 could be, it could be his cliche. Don't mm-hmm. use the Lord's name in vain. I don't trust you either. I agree. I agree. Only, on, only on Sunday. And only it, Jesus. If you're putting an oh, offer in the basket. You, say, you can't be saying for God now. Let's a G-A-W-D. There we go. Oh, Who else we got? Um, our next one comes from 1987 EMB. I don't trust people with stickers on their fittings. You know, I You're say that to my heart right now. I say that a lot. I say that a lot, but then I realize there's a lot of there's a lot of people I know that still do that still it, so. do it. Yeah, yeah. I, it, I don't like it either. Yo. I let it go. I hate it. I hate it, and I especially hate it when I finally get to take it off and it has the yeah, clean has a circle. Rim. Yeah. yeah, because you, you waited too long. You waited, you waited too long. Yeah. The dust done got to it. Yeah, you dusty. Next one comes from our honorary coat. Host Fidel Fresco. Oh, this guy—he always submits. He, this is our home skillet. That's why I saved way. you for last. Right. I don't trust people who post pictures of sick, sick family members in the hospital. Mm, you know, mm. you know, you know. I seen that. I seen that. And actually, I don't fully agree with that. And I'm gonna explain to you why. There Yo. are people, and like I don't believe. Like here's the thing, right? Uh-huh. I'm on social media. Yeah. I tweet a lot. You know, I don't Instagram as much, but I do Instagram. But here's the thing: as much as I show. There's a lot I don't show, right? You know, I'm 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 somewhat private, you know, because I like I like my little time to myself. Okay, I love social media, but here's the point: some people I've seen it, like you look at somebody like Pretty Lou, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Social media inspires that guy to fight every day yep. for what he, his yep. cancer he's battling. Yep. It's a great guy. That's my guy. He he hosted my daughter's sweet sixteen. Nice, you know what I mean? Love him. But yeah, but cool. but the point I'm trying to make is he. He enjoys that. I'm sure he enjoys the people. So the point I'm making... Well, it, he's saying he doesn't trust people who post their family members. So Pretty Lou Cousin no, no, but can't here's be posting the thing. pictures if of If my Luke. grandmother's in the hospital, I may take a picture of her and say, yo, internet, say a prayer for grandma. I don't she ain't doing you. so well. You don't, don't trust me? No, because you know okay. how many people going to put negative energy? Yeah. I feel like I, I'm, going, I'm going with my man Fidel. I... I I believe in what Pretty Lou is doing because it's a bigger picture. It's him posing himself right. for people that don't know. And, you know, but I feel like it's, it has to be like a level. Like, you can't call your best friend or your cousin or your mom or something. Like, why are you on social? Like, my mother, when she had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. 
somebody called me and was like, is your mother okay? And I'm like, well, how do you know? And like, she's on Facebook. I cursed her out. I said, you in the hospital? Well, well, you that's the problem. See, first of all, that's the first Your heart hurt or your heart I don't hurt. trust you. I don't trust you. You know why? You know why I don't trust you? Because you mentioned Facebook. That's the problem. Everybody's complaining on Facebook. People tell you everything on Facebook. Yeah, that's that's why I stopped using Facebook five years ago. I pressed delete. They're like, we'll wait right here. You can come back anytime you want. No, get me the fuck up out of here. They waiting on you, yeah, man. They know you're coming back. Anyway, listen, internet says you have something you don't trust or you know, it could be like something or a person or a place or a thing. Damn, man, that's crazy. Like, I don't trust spot? people that say, ah, ah, ah. Or uh-uh. or they when they be like long long story short or this that and the third well, don't trust you. Well, I tell you, I tell you, get, get what do you got? Well, you said this that and the third. This that and the third. I hate that. Damn, it's never. One, it's, it's never it's one, one of those I use. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think like yo da 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 da. Or some some people be like la di da di da or. What's, what's the one everybody uses? It's something like that. Uh, uh, uh. It's not ah uh, ah uh, uh. That's a new uh, shit. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, it could be, to be honest with you, sometimes there's... Oh, some people be like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or whatever. Nah, that other one, though. This, that, and the third? I think I do that. <laughs> That's how you know you about to get lied You're to. You're about to get lied to. You're about to get finessed all day. Yeah. He don't want to tell you the real shit. And the then this, shit. that, and the third. This, that, and the third. Like, what? What is it? <laughs> Because Troy asked her that so many times in that Breakfast Club interview, oh, yeah, yeah, I needed yeah. to know. Hey, hey, listen, we, we neutral in this game. <laughs> but 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 for the most part, you you, you got to understand, sometimes you don't trust yourself sometimes. There's things I've A done. A lot of that times, I, B. There's th- things I've done. But anyway, listen, internets, you know how to get involved. <laughs> Hashtag I don't trust PPL on Twitter or Instagram. Fill it up. If it's on Twitter, at Premium P, at Premium P Show, Miss Listen Knows, let us know who you don't trust, what you don't trust, and we'll get you on a future episode. Listen, Daytron, man, as we wind Yo. down this episode, and I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. It, there's never enough time to, to, to nah, with man, somebody like amazing, you because there's man. so much shit. I appreciate that, bro. Will no, you no. come back to the live show, maybe? Come Yo, show us some love. I come through. I come through. Listen, we're going to let oh, you yeah, know do, all man. about <laughs> that. We're going to let you know all about that. But I, I will say this. Um, you know, there's a lot of inspiration that people could give off. And I think that, you know, it, it really helps other people. And it's good that, like, you care. A lot of people only care about themselves. Yo, people do not care th- a th- lot of times. Think about that shit. Yo, what was your relationship like with Big L? <laughs> oh, man, me and Big L? Oh, man, dog. Crazy, crazy situation. My um, my cousin L, his mom's uh, lived on 140th and Lenox. So we would troop from Brooklyn all the way to Harlem to go see her on different weekends. And every time we went up there, it was this group of dudes that was always out there. And this is before, like, L got to be right. known as L. He would always be out there. And if you walking up the block and you got some love, you like, yo, what up, what up? And over time, we just started saying what up, giving him a pound. Was he still flamboyant? He, he was definitely flamboyant, but he was, like, mega down to earth. Always on the block, though. It didn't matter what time of day <laughs> we was over there. And one day, I remember hearing him on, like, Stretching by Beat or whatever, and I went up there with L. My cousin, right? And um, he was out there. I was like, "Yo, I heard you on the show." He was like, "Word, you heard?" Like, "Yo, what you think?" I was like, "Yo, you killed it. That's crazy." And he was like, "Yo, we exchanged numbers, and we always stayed in touch." This is before I got into the industry. This is way before I got into the industry. And then um, when I got in, I always said, "Like, yo, I'm gonna look out for L. Make sure that he get his proper looks and That's all so that." Dope. And I was at Double XL, and he was just starting to get everything going. When we did the Great Day in Harlem shoot, and we had over 270-something rappers, I remember standing there on 126th Street, and I'm like, where Big L at? Harlem is not even here. Right. So I called him, and he was like, what? 
man, rappers are around. What? He's like, I'm on my way. He was there like five minutes. He took a cab from 140 to 126. And when he walked on that block and all those great MCs from Scarface to Fat Joe to Mac 10 to every rapper you could think of, they started showing him love. He grabbed me up and was like, thank you. That's what he said to me that day. I'll never forget it. Right when he did that, we took a picture that everybody sees now. That's on my gram. It's in the mag and all that. When I tell you he was the most genuine dude, like super cool, everything he had planned out, like all the artists and stuff. Jay and all of them was looking at him. Like, Jay was scared. I don't care what nobody said. <laughs> he he made Jay switch his whole style up. Yo, he was going to go. He was going to go to rock. He was going to go to rock. I believe that. And you know, God bless him and his family. I, I went to the funeral with Johnny Nunez. I remember mm. Johnny came and picked me up. Camera guy. That's yeah. a cool dude too. He came and picked me up from Double XL that day, and we drove uptown in his car. That's when he wasn't driving Ferraris and stuff. <laughs> Living the life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was different then. Um, we went there, and I got to see his brother come in. You know, they had him in shackles and all that. It was Damn. like it was like the most heartbreaking Damn. situation to see in in that way. Mm-hmm. And um, I just I just always like shout him out and make sure like around his his birthday and in in the passing date, I give him some love because he was such a good guy to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Do you think that rappers should stay out of their hood when they get to a certain level of fame? Nah, I don't think so. I think you should go back to the hood. I think you should be there and show people that, hey, I'm of here. But at the same time, you got to know when to do that. Yeah. You can't be doing it flossing extra. It, it should be some kind of like charity drive yeah. or whatever the case may be. You can't just be there posted. And bring your your new car yeah. and leave it in the corner. You can't, you can't be posted, yeah. but, you got, but you definitely should show love from where you from because mm-hmm. when you think about it a lot of the alma maters that people go to when they go to college they go back and give the streets for a lot of people is their alma mater like you gotta go ahead and give back in in there yeah. and it's hard sometimes for certain people to go back when they get money and all that and they i think certain situations keep people from doing more yeah that they want to do you see you know so many I mean? like scary situations even now like chinks and you know yeah. like if, you know fetty going back to the hood yeah. I, I guess like the whole chain situation i don't know if that's exactly what it is but whenever you're around those elements it makes it hard for them to want to say like hey you know what i'm gonna go help the hood on some cool without the press stuff right yeah that's gonna be hard that's to why do. that's why i respect j cole so much because he uh, did it under the radar yeah you know um as we, I, I say this all the time. <laughs> as we wind this episode down, now, but we end it. We end it now. Um, you know, I, one thing I, I appreciate you coming on. Listen, um, you you respect hip hop. You respect the game, and the game has respected you back. I appreciate and, and, that. And, and and you know, we wish you more life. Thank you. You know, I feel, like, I feel like I'm Cowler right now. You, I seen a video of him talking to his son. You an icon. <laughs> yeah. You the biggest baby. That, you know, <laughs> those affirmations going out. That baby Yo, gonna be a boy. You're not gonna be tell. You're not gonna tell a shot anything. Nothing at all. Word. Now, yeah. And that's what you got to do though. I had that on with my daughter. The other I do day, that with my daughter. And she was like, "Are we in a trance?" I was like, "Kinda." <laughs> I do that. I did that last night actually. Like she was, she was stressed about her tests and stuff. It's so crazy that we talk about this. I was, she was stressed about her tests and stuff and. I had to give her that battery. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you great. Right. I, I, after a while, I, I started thinking I was college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was sad. I was like, yo, you loyal. You're great. You smart. You're doing dope yeah. things. You're beautiful. But I was really like, you got to feed them that. You know what you because do? they're getting fed so much other stuff. You got to feed them that. And if it's coming from somebody that's 
a mom, a dad, an uncle, or whatever, it means a, that sure. much more. Sure. So my daughter's not going to lack for that if I'm you, on this earth. You, but how do you balance that you having, especially with King Magazine, yeah. just like women are exploited, publicized uh-huh. for sexuality, but you have three mm-hmm. daughters. So how do you tread that line? I, I, I Respectfully. Carry yourself with respect. What I do and what I've produced doesn't have anything to do with how you move in this world. You are a queen. You are someone that's respected. And you have to respect yourself in order to get those res- th- that type of respect. And that's one of those things that I just instill in my daughters, man. Like, they get to see how I move, too. I've, br- I've brought them around to, like, certain situations, and they get to see how I'm respected. Right. And I'm just hoping that they absorb that. My brothers as well. You know, my sisters as well. And I think, like, by leading by example, I'm not perfect in no way, shape, or form. I want to be better in everything I do, right. even to myself. Mm. So if I show a little glimpse of that, then maybe they can take it a step further than what I'm doing for me. Mm. If your daughter wanted to be like a, a model or like mm-hmm. a video vixen, would you like... like? I would I would tell her the right way to do it. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because if I don't, then she's going to do it some old messed up way. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And... um. I, when they were really young, they were modeling. Like, what my, is the right way now? Because I just feel like I think the right way is a respectable way. I don't think you need to have it. You know, so a woman should be covered like, up to be respected. Nah, I'm not saying that. You can be sexy. You can have on a bikini. You can do that and still have your self respect. You can. It's just certain ways that it looks and the, yeah. and the way you move and the way you move and the way you move. And that's how. And that's the reason why King was so successful is because I wasn't trying to exploit women. I was trying to show their beauty. Sexiness, so you know, sensual, mm-hmm. intelligent. I wish you still were doing it. I know, yeah, man. bring it back. At least an Instagram, yeah, Instagram, <laughs> that, right? that shit. I just Instagram, <laughs> yo. Um, to leave the internets, yeah, leave them with um, the Tyra Banks story. Mm. What did you do to Tyra Banks? Ow, wow, pause. Uh, <laughs> no, no pause, no pause needed. Nah, Why? he got that ring no pause. on pause. I got that pause. <laughs> nah, nothing to Tyra Banks, but. What I did was, the story goes like this. Um, as we were putting King together, the publishers had, like, the logos made for King. And um, they used Tyra Banks as a placeholder because we didn't shoot anything yet. So there was, like, which which logos you like? And I'm looking at, like, five different logos. And I remember it was on a black leather couch like this. And I was looking at it, and I was like, yo, this is the one right here. I like this one right here. It was chunky. It was right. And they were like, all right, cool. I was like, yeah, and, you know, Tyra Banks is going to look good like that. And it was like, because it was a GQ photo. Oh. It was a GQ photo of Tyra Banks from her cover, and they just put it in as a placeholder. And when I said that, they started laughing at me, and I hadn't put one issue out. They was like, ha, ha, Tyra Banks, that's what you think you're going to get? You're going to get Tyra Banks? Listen, man, we ain't trying to mess with you or anything like that. Don't, don't be so ambitious, man. There you go. You ain't going to lose your job. You don't get, you, it was like that. And I was like, yo, right at that moment, I was like, I'm getting Tyra Banks. I'm getting Tyra Banks. So I started this thing where I would, um, on her birthday, December 4th, and on Valentine's Day, I would send flowers and candy. Oh. So I started doing that. Um, it took two and a half, almost three years. I got a response. I didn't know if she was ever getting them. I sent it to her office. I sent it to her management office. I remember having the this. I, I guess I started making some leeway because um, Benny Medina, the great Benny mm-hmm. Medina, the manager, mm-hmm. the God, yeah, he accepted my my invitation for a meeting, 
Uh, we had it at Maritime on, on 17th and what's that, 10th or 9th? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I had an amazing meeting with him, man. He gave me so many gems outside of my request. Right. So I, I appreciate you, Benny. Thank you. And um, he was like, yo, we're going to make this happen. Yo, when he said that, it was like, you can't be serious right now, <laughs> man. Tyra came to the shoot. When I tell you we did five looks in two hours. Mm. And she had lunch. Profesh. That's a professional lady I've right never, there. I've never had a shoot go like that. She was walking by getting ready for one of the other looks, and there was a velvet curtain that was there. She took the curtain, and she ain't have no clothes on. She wrapped it around. It was like, take this shot. And that's one of the spread shots. It, she walked by a fucking curtain. Do y'all her. hear what She's I'm a saying? Visionary. A velvet curtain and wrapped it around herself. What is that like, velvet? What is this velvet? <laughs> and did it and was it was hot. I like listen, listen, was, listen. She was like, that's look number four. Let's go. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. I was bugging. You know what I mean? And by that time I was well versed in having photo shoots and all that stuff. But just seeing her work and how she did it, and then the way her and her mom, her mom is a photographer, we was going through the photos like a couple of weeks later. They showed me some stuff that I didn't know, and I, I got some pointers. And I was just like, wow, man, this is amazing. When I did it, I just looked at them, and I laughed. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, don't play me. And another moment of proving people wrong. That's right. And, and, and I do like it. doing that to people. But my friend to. told me that's ro- like a, the wrong state of mind to have. No, it's not. I, it's not. I, I, I it's thrive. Not. Like when people tell, I'm like a pokey, I'm like a, what is it, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Like when people knock me down, like, ah, yeah, I get Super more Saiyan. strong Listen, and I kill. Yep. Use inspiration any way you can. Okay. That's true. Where can they find you on the internet? Uh, Day Dog, is it? Day Dog on Twitter, D A Y D O G, and at Daytuan, D A T W O N on IG. Listen, you hate when people call you Dat One? All the time. They do it. Hey, it could be a graffiti got, got, type thing. I got, I got some good friends that still call me that. It's crazy. Just call me Day. Be easy. Listen, Internet, fuck with him. Whatever he's doing, it's always official. That. Thank and, y'all. And, 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 and listen, not Thank only did you come man. and drop gems, but you really just, you know, you. I think you really just explained that, like, Anyone could really turn their dreams into reality right. if they put in work Yo, and that things that. can happen and people are going to doubt them, but you never let that stop you. You never let it stop you. Just keep that positive attitude, y'all. Internet's Daytuan Thomas. Peace. See you next episode. Cheer. Ow.